Industry-leading, difference-making, tomorrow-shaping, world-changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Canelo, are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> Considered by many to be, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world today. Four division, five-time world champion. Oh, look at this guy. He is now boxing's first ever undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. Damas y caballeros de Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. Viva Mexico, cabrones! You know, my lady. And you will see. Because I'm going to fuck out everybody. You know what I mean? I would love to fight Canelo. I would love to show the world that I'm the best. I want to get Canelo out here to Houston. Oh, Canelo, where your cojones at? Let's get it. <laughs> payday, payday. You want payday. I know that. Then you fight with nobody. He smacked the shit out of Canelo in Get person. the fuck out of here, man. Please. I want to knock out this guy. Caballeros de Guadalajara, Jalisco, Mexico. Viva Mexico, cabrones! You know, my lady. And you will see. Because I'm going to fuck out everybody. You know, I mean, I would love to fight Canelo. I would love to show the world that I'm the best. I want to get Canelo out here to Houston. So, Canelo, where your cojones at? Let's get it. <laughs> baby, baby. Then you fight with nobody. Theboxingboys.com. He smacked the shit out of Canelo in Get person. the fuck out of here, man. Please. I'm gonna knock out this guy.
Good morning, ladies and gents. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I had it on loop, man. I wanted you to get every single sound bite and get right in the mood. We're back. It is Wednesday morning, right? Are we on Wednesday? 9.05 a.m. 9.05 a.m. The legendary baby, the the, 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 the golden one, the, 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 the AKA, the casual fan. AKA, the last man standing. Last man standing, a.k.a. the creative one. Uh, what's going Every, on, my friend? The underdog. Oh, shit, you the underdog too? <laughs> yeah. Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? I, you know, I've been close uh, to boxing most of my life. You know, jumping in and out. This new company, I don't got my glasses on or something like Pimpulum or something like that. Ah, Pimpulum. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? What's that movie name? Papillon? Papillon? Nah, it's Probellum. Probellum now has acquired or partnered with Lou Dubella. Joint forces. Joint forces. So what does that mean exactly for boxing? How does that make boxing better if boxers are signed? It's like saying, yo, I got Lou Dubella. We're going to make baseball better. But, you know, teams already formed. Management is already put together. Yo, shout out to Lou. You you use the baseball terminology. He actually has a baseball team. Oh, nice. I, mean, I know he's big time. I ain't saying he's not. I'm just saying, how do they move these chess pieces in boxing? You know? Yeah. How does Pembellum, right? Nah, Probellum. Probellum. All right, Probellum. How does Probellum put together fights that we want to see? That was I, I don't know how they're going to do that now because all they're doing is becoming another player. That's and, what I thought. And, and it's another Sandlot. But let me introduce Daniel Alvarez. Hmm. He doesn't like the the, 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 the the compound pronunciation. He just likes Alvarez. He doesn't like Alvarez. But what's up, Alvarez. my man? Alvarez. That's how he wants it. He wants it like that. <laughs> nah, bro. You know, just Alvarez. You know? See? Just... Alvarez. Simple. Now, Alvarez. Yo, was, what's up? It's early I, over there, man. You good? Super. You getting used to it? I'm definitely getting used to it. I ain't gonna lie. Man, you're a military man, bruv. Yeah, but Perfect. you gotta understand the last... As long as you know me, I've always worked the graveyard, sir. Mm. So my body's not used to waking up at fucking... Five in the morning, four thirty in the morning. When you're used to going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Yo, I got a I got a good morning cash app from Anthony Johnson. Three days in a row. Let me go ahead and ring the alarm. What we gonna do? What we gonna do? I'm absolutely unbelievable. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Absolutely unbelievable. Three days in a row sending that good morning cash app. So fellas, man, uh quickly, what do you think Lou DeBella? Joining forces with Probellum means, and then we'll move on to the second half. What do you think it means? Um, I mean, because I'll say this for Cash Wheezy, a.k.a. the casual fan of the panel, for those just joining and don't really understand his role. You know, he loves the sport. He watches the sport, but if you don't come across his radar, he don't know who you are. So that being said, I'm sure you don't know that Probellum does not have a network. They're just like some sort of management company with money signing everybody. Richard Schaefer's associated with them, if not the president. Uh, there's heavy rumors that they are MTK Global rebranded. Uh, there's there's um, 
There's official documents um, stating that the ProBellum trademark was owned by MTK. So the rumors, again, of this just being an extension of MTK are out there. But MTK Global and ProBellum, neither one of them have television. And I believe Lou DeBella needs television for his fighters. Does Aha, this... correction, okay, correction. Okay, MTK Global does have television. They have ESPN Plus. What, 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 what deal did they strike with ESPN Plus? They have a deal. They have a deal with ESPN Plus. Hence, why every single MTK show is well, is... well, well. Again, rumors are stating that MTK and Probellum are the same, but Probellum hasn't been on the ESPN that I've seen. I um quick Google no. search Probellum, and I got the uh, Progress fight versus McKenna, super lightweight in Dubai. On what uh, TV? Uh, that's what I'm trying to find right now. Exactly. But uh, where where is that fight advertised uh, to be broadcast? Has it? I'm going to go to their social media Instagram and see if they have it. I know it's Dubai, but we haven't, you know, we haven't, we haven't gotten a uh, television. So in my opinion, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. MTK used to go straight to um, IFL. For, that was for, that was, uh, but if you noticed, I, I was never able to watch those because of my location. Okay. So, so that's. So you weren't able to watch IFL in Vegas? Because not their MTK shows that they would like broadcast live. No. Wow. Because I, I was location. able to watch it because I remember, I think, uh, Melissa Odessa fought on one. Because it was Havoc, Uncle Dre's car. Uh, Havoc, uh, la, 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 Andre Roger. Yeah, no, I wasn't. But uh, March of 2019 is when MTK striked a, a, a deal with ESPN. It was a multi-year deal that, you know, brought MTK events um, exclusively on ESPN platforms in the U.S., I got Yo, this, Hawk in Maryland with the Good Morning TBV Aoness, the boxing voice number one. Good morning, Cash App from Hawk. Shout out to you. Yo, so right, this promo code comes up and it says live broadcast. On which TV can I watch the live broadcast of the Regis Progress versus Tyrone McKenna fight? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, ESPN Plus Ooh. popped up. <laughs> As like a cookie or some shit, like a promo on this webpage, but this they is got, not tell. They got deals with ASX and with the Fight yeah. Network. But where is that ASX? Like I've never heard of that. Isn't ASX you know? the same company that does the tickets? I got their app. Like if you a buy a ticket, that's that's AXS. Is that what y'all saying? Yeah, AXS. Okay, I thought y'all was saying ASX. I don't know, but I'm on their social media here. Let's get some of these beautiful Lou DeBella quotes. Uh, Lou DeBella says, Probellum is the only business in the market with the vision and strategy to change boxing. 
on a truly global scale. Change is coming, and we're ready to go. Lou DeBella. How could Pro Bellum change boxing? I don't know, man. I'm saying that's the first question well, look, that came to mind. Well, look. They have Regis. The way they could change boxing. They got four cards this weekend. Mm-hmm. What who? other? Pro Bellum, what other? What no, other? Uh, what, who? With who? Uh, nobody I know. And where can I watch? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. <laughs> so this shit is starting from the grass. They pushing Lou. Look at Lou looking like a superstar. Yo, I thought Lou won Grammys and Emmys and Oscars on that photo that was sent. Yeah, every accolade like he won film festivals Yeah, and look shit. at this. Promoted or co-promoted countless number of world champions. Juan Man Marquez, Regis Progre, Sergio Martinez, Jermaine Taylor, Bernard Hopkins, Amanda Serrano, Amir Khan, Paulie Malinaji, Andre Berto, Leo Santa Cruz, Daniel Jacobs, the Miracle Child, Deontay Wilder, the Browns Bomber, Gary Russell Jr., the Phenom, and Jermel Charlo, the nearly undisputed champion, Earl Spence, the unified champ, and Mickey, Irish Mickey Ward. Now that is a resume. But, yeah, this sounds like uh, what my man is saying in the chat. Marco, another network we got to pay pay-per-view for. <laughs> I don't, like, none of these fighters they're signing am I interested in. You know, uh, they 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 got to do so much to, to, to jump on my radar. They signed O'Hara Davies. Like, I don't know what's going on with Probellum. Um, but I'm being told by Big Fish Vega that we can watch Probellum on their website. Yeah, so um, I forget who was on their first card, but I just remember, I just remember there was like four fights on at the same time. There was like a Dizone show, an ESPN Plus show. Um, Bruh, they got nobody but Regis on a roster that I'm interested in. Like I'm same. scrolling, I'm scrolling through this through this IG. And I'm just like, they got work yeah. to do. They got work. They got to make these guys popular. To right. you know what I'm saying? Like Charlie Edwards, I see. I, I don't know. Oh, they got the Casemiro fight. Didn't he just get arrested, or was were those rumors? I don't know, bro. I don't know. Yeah, but the difficulty. Oh, they signed on, the heavyweight Ivan Daiko from down here in Florida. Yo, yes, I remember Keith Thurman's interview talking about watching the fight uh, ESPN, ESPN Plus and not knowing how to even get to it because it ain't obvious going on ESPN and then it shows it. You got to go on the app. You got to hit plus and stream it from your iPad to your television. At least I have to do it that way or open up a URL in my, on my smart TV and as if I'm on a computer. So that shit kind of takes away, you know, well, I mean, from boxing. That shit don't add. It makes it much more complicated to find, you know. See, and and that, that's what I was explaining to people. Um, you yourself, Kaz, you know, you, you old, but you're not that old, right? So... The easiest way would have been to download the app onto your smart TV. Yeah, I got the ESPN app, but it opens a URL. That's the hard part. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't go like an app. That's what's making me want to get an Apple TV box, you know? 
What you mean? What you mean? Yeah. You open the my, ESPN my, app. I got an LG, right? The LG. So you got to get apps through LG, right? Not like on your iPhone, you got the, the app store. On yeah. your Android, you got the Play market. app. Whatever. Yeah, market. Yeah, right. So so my television is like that. It has its own LG app store. It yeah. had the zone. It has ESPN. But to get ESPN, I have to open a URL. You follow? That's it's wild. never, oh. yeah, it's never a box, and it's never just the icon click on and go like YouTube, you know. That's whack. Right. So, and my TV was twenty eight hundred dollars two years ago. You know what I'm saying? So imagine TVs that don't have that have to do the same shit. But that's what know? I'm saying. Nowadays, every smart TV comes with an Android Android ready. Like every almost every smart TV is Android, and all the apps is there. Plus, the market is there. Like. You know, Maybe I, I have know. to download that instead of LG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean it's an LG thing. They could be trying to again, like Probellum, like like every promoter have their own market and make you go through them. Yeah, that's what's going on then. So that is making is leading me to get an Apple TV box. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you could always just get an Android. Uh, you know what you mean? Like one of them Android boxes and don't spend the money on a new TV. Keep your TV. No, 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 no. no uh, Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV is just a box. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He talking about the little, the little. Receiver. Yeah, the little box. Didn't okay. you have that? Yeah, yeah. I, I have like two of them shits in the drawer, man. I've been stopped buying them because, again, all the TVs come with that now. Like the only thing separate from that and Apple is the fact that Apple has its own. Network. It's like title, so they got their own shit. But they ain't popping like that to make me go pay for Apple too. I already got Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Showtime, like. Fuck, I'm gonna go get Apple for. Wait, you got HBO Showtime through a stream only? Yeah, I pay the ten dollars a month for the apps. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about doing, man. Cause my cable bill is like two sixty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, and no, I don't no. even watch cable like that. I'm always on YouTube. Yeah. And what you got? The triple play still? Probably. It's yeah, like two sixty. Nah, you don't need that no more, man. That was the back in the day shit. Yeah. I, I cut the cord only a year ago, so I, I ain't that far ahead of you. Yo, I've been uh, contemplating cutting the cord for a minute. Just not certain. I don't know anybody who gets pay-per-view through an app and get able to watch. You could buy your apps. You could buy your pay-per-view through Showtime. You buy your your pay-per-view through Fox. But I'm warning you and and all my listeners, Fox is horrible. Danny, get the mic off your your beard, man. You're killing us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Fox is, uh, you know, you pay for the pay-per-view. You can't get no rewatch. It's there, Ooh. you watch it instant, and then it's gone. Poof. You can't record it. No. That sucks. Yeah. You need That's you only, way, only way we only way you can record is with a DVR. Those days is gone if you cut the cord. So if so, you're trying so, to watch it again, you gotta buy it again? Yes. Unless it's showtime. So, showtime lets you have it on demand. So there is options as far as like um I have Hulu, but I don't even know of as far as Hulu if they offer like the the DVR option, but I know um, YouTube TV offers a DVR option. Mm. So but there's I no want... fights on YouTube. No, no, no. Nah, but YouTube they... TV is the same. You could, you could, you could download your your. Everything is now the same, Enrique. Prime. You could get your Prime through your HBO through Prime now. You could get your HBO through Hulu now. Like everything is, is ah, a provider. So I, could get it, I could get it through YouTube. Yeah. Oh, so that's going to be my source. So I also could get Showtime and ESPN Plus 
on my YouTube TV. I'm more than more than sure you can. Ah, uh, so that's what I'm gonna look into because I've been thinking about the 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 box, the the, the Apple fire box. stick. Oh, okay. Now okay. people told me get the fire stick, but then you know, Probellum. <laughs> is that an app like the Zone? I don't know what, what Probellum so, is, man. So they, they back to that. They've so been the signing the, and shit. I don't know what they is. The, the only Probellum stuff I've watched has been streamed for free on their website. And granted, it was it was only like two experiences, but I had no issues with the stream, no issues with nothing. So, I, how many people I, were watching? I, I, I got like one or two fights I'm gonna watch. I know they got Donaire, so I watch when he fight. I'm gonna watch the the Progress fight, and I'm waiting for the Foster fight. But I don't know who Foster's fighting, and that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to make these dudes popular. So, if this dude beats Foster, who I can't pronounce his name, it's like Yakubov. If he beats uh, Foster, then I'm going to follow him. But I don't know that dude. You know what I'm saying? Let me screen share. But I don't know this dude, but I do know Foster. I know I know uh, Oshaki's been waiting for his spot for a minute. He's been wanting a shot at, at Chris Colbert and other 130-pounders. He never was able to get it. He's a WBC silver. He just uh, got bumped in the rankings up. So, Probellum came a-knocking. But... He's also a Lou DeBella fighter. So, you know, I thought Probellum came a-knocking. But all, all the while, they had a plan. And, and, and Which brings me to my second topic. What does this mean for Devin Haney and Cambosis now? Like, where does that put these negotiations? Does all his business have to go to Probellum now? Mm, good question. You know, and that also makes me wonder, was the deal from Dubai that Eddie Hearn was speaking of, was that a probellum? Oh, the Middle Eastern offer? offer. The Middle Eastern offer that he spoke about for Eddie, for Haney and Cambosis? Correct. I mean, I guess, but why would Eddie be doing well, I guess, okay, okay. They could still make Eddie the offer. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they could, you know, want to stage it, right? Mm-hmm. If they're bringing the money, that yeah. would facilitate a potential deal yeah. for Eddie, you know? So that was, like, the first thing I thought of. I was like, hmm, I wonder if Lou and Probellum was in talks. So Twitter is giving Lou shit for being part of the Daniel Kenahan documentary. And this is Lou's line. We're very much the Wild West, and we always have been. And when you're the Wild West, you're going to expect that there are going to be gunslingers coming into town. So he says, we've always very much been the Wild West, and... When you're the Wild West, you can expect gunslingers coming into town. Uh, Doesn't sound like he's siding with anyone or shunning anyone, uh, singling out anyone. So it doesn't come uh, as a surprise to me that he's doing business with Probellum, who, again, some believe are just a shell company of MTK, 
who again have uh, you know serious uh, rumored allegations of a connection to Daniel Keenahan and his checkered past. Um, so I don't know. They're trying to shame Lou. Like, oh, you know, now you're with the company that you talked about. But again, this line doesn't seem like he said anything other than what we say here on this show every day, that the sport is the wild, wild west and anyone can come into it. And, I, you know, I, I don't think he was um, saying anything disrespectful or anything uh, of malice. I mean, it's just the truth. You know, if you come across some money, you can become a promoter. You can put on your own shows, you know. Uh, and if you make enough noise, you might get some TV time, you know. You might be on Fight TV. Uh, you might you might start on, on something like that. But eventually, you know, uh, if you keep chugging away, <laughs> I'm sure you'll get somewhere in this sport just like everyone else, right? So, I don't know. Have you guys, well, I, I, I'm, I'm sure both of you are on Twitter, but did you see the pre-pro? With the, uh, you know, the Twitter heat lose getting? Nah, I didn't. Oh, I saw that, but I, I thought it was <clears throat> in relation to Pro Bellum. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> because now you just mentioned somebody's name. The mob is available for viewing. That's that's what I'm reading right now. Yeah, well, you know, Daniel Kinahan is a low, uh, allegedly associated with some sort of mob. Right. I didn't watch the doc, but um, yeah, you you can expect mob and boxing to be connected, right? That's like history in the history books. Yeah, they said the mob was uh, involved back in the day. Right. So there was money that was washed and involved. Mm-hmm. That's what the, and, that's what the documentary was accusing MTK Global of money laundering. Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can say because I don't they know much it, of it. They made it clear that the fighters that were using the facilities of MTK Global, they uh, showed you know improvements, uh, you know in skill and, and and just overall career had progressed. Uh, so you know, that's the plus. It's good, yeah. It's good to note that you know just changing someone's environment, giving them the necessary things they need. You know, um, obviously, we'll, we'll optimize and get the most out of that fighter. But again, uh, going back to the main topic, what do you guys think? Does this um, connection with Probellum affect the Haney Cambosis, or does it help it happen? I think it could help it happen. You know, like I said, it's, it's new money in a sport. When you have new money... Um, you know, sometimes they try to overspend or overcompensate to try to, you know, have a statement event, a statement fighter. So uh, it very well could help it. Um, I'm not necessarily hopeful, but um, I guess a bit inspired, you know, that it could, you know, they could come in with an offer like, hey, you know, we trying to bring it over here. Mm-hmm. We working with Lou. Lou, we want to fight her. And, uh, you know, Devin Haney out here. I, I'm with Danny. I feel like new money, new noise in, like, dollar signs. Hence Teofimo and Trilla. 
you know, but this would be bigger than that. They want to make a statement and it'll be used as like Maestro said, an investment. So all eyes on us, you know, Pro Bellum hosting the Devin Haney Cambosos fight. But I still want to know where would it be uh, viewed, how, you know? Do they yeah. then now have to partner up with someone else? Big? Because the easiest for me is Showtime, pay-per-view, or Showtime Network. They need a TV. And I, the I, zone. I don't care how much noise they make, and you need a television network with all those fighters. Right. You know. Right. And so some kind they, of if, show, some kind of show as well, you know? If they continue to do it on their website for free, would that not work for you, Nuss? I don't think that it'll ever get the views of traditional boxing because it's on their website. Like, right. no one knows probellum.com, and, and they could never market it to the level of showtime.com, to the level of HBO, to the level of ESPN. Those are household names. They've been in the in the sports broadcasting and and just television business for 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 ages. So right. perhaps perhaps Lou brings Pro Bellum to HBO and HBO boxing is back. I hope because that's what Lou used to do with HBO, and 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 maybe they bringing him on for that. Maybe they're gonna release an app, but again, it would be the same difference. John Skipper was associated with ESPN. And now this motherfucker is associated with with uh with Marlark Network, Marlark Media, which is a podcasting fucking, you know. I hope he comes a calling me, you know what I'm saying? John Skipper stepped down from the zone, stills a chairman and a shareholder, but he stepped down to do his own thing on Marlark Media, and you know. He was with ESPN, so he brought a lot of attention to the zone. Plus, the zone has a billionaire. Like, he just wiped away their debt. My man just went in his pocket and gave $4.3 billion to wipe away the zone's debt. Like, Damn. that is self promotion. What is Probellum going to do to get on that level, to be noticed on that level? You know? I don't know. Right. Yo, I'm out, though. TBV underscore casual fan is my Twitter handle. Um, at Fight Talk is my IG. Scrupulous information on the Probellum and Lou DeBella. Now, I was just trying to make a rhyme, but... Hey, that's... And, Enrique, they dropped that new Kanye. Came oh, yeah. out last night. Oh, so. the, new, the new episode? Yeah, new nah. episode came out. Now, nah, he talking about the new the stem play. I got it right here. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I got it last year when the first Donda came out. Mm. So, bow. What is game. that? What is that? Like this. It's a um. What's gonna play? You, you could, you could take away. See, it's just the sound. You take away stems. Now I can make it acapella. You know. Ah, right, before we get flat. Yeah. What yeah. is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I trying to turn it off. It. But I that, don't even get it. Well, you oh, Bluetooth it. It's a, go ahead. It's a stem player, right? So it's like Kanye created his own player. So his music will only be released through that. And you could, like, change the song up and create your own remixes um, live 
while it's playing. Like, you could throw the so, stems so off. So, basically, he, he got his own Patreon and shit. Basically. He whack for that. How you just well, going? Like, it ain't a Patreon. It's more so like a device. Said, but he you said, said his music only going to be released on that device. Yeah, for now. That's what he's saying. Because he's like, he said that, you know, technology has changed the music, the artist's way of making income. You know what I mean? Put out the music for free. And the artist was like, face was part of the device. And it was like, that's it. So the more the song played, the less they got. Then, you know, shit evolved into like Apple and giving more money and title giving. So my, if like, let's say I listened to Willie Colon a bunch this month. $2 of my subscription um, from Tidal goes towards that artist. You know, like, so the most played artist on my, on my Tidal, $2 of my subscription goes to that artist. And you're able to track every month. That's brand new. So Kanye feels that that's not enough. So he created his own, you know, his own thing. This so demo nice. player. So, so look now, so that's his thing, right? So he retains 100% of the revenue. Right. So he generated 2.2 million in 24 hours from selling 11,000 units. You follow? 2.2 right. million in 24 hours of 11,000 units of that stem player. They said you would have to sell 220,000 copies of a 10,000 of a $10 album to, to make that amount and that's before the labels take their share. Right. Sometimes when you sign, five people eat before you get fed. You know. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. I mean, look, he's on. A, he's next level, so you know he's gonna get a percentage of his following to go to wherever he directs them. But well, what was that number, Danny? He sold how many? Eleven thousand. Eleven. Eleven thousand. If you sold eleven thousand units as a record, you wouldn't even be considered like a successful. Uh, yeah, artists. but that's two. That's two hundred dollars, though. No, I get it, but I'm saying to get eleven thousand people to come up with two hundred dollars. Oh, that a, shit costs two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh wow. So you ain't even paying ten dollars for his album. It's you also like hundred for his it's, album. It's also like a fidget thing because you you fidget with it. You know what I mean? Like you could do things as you play music. Dog, I don't want to fidget, man. Give me my hey, so, so 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 Enrique, let me ask you. You say you bought that when they dropped the first Donda album? Yeah, before it when it was first announced. Yo, why so when I watched that episode, I'm like, oh shit, that was his mother name. I ain't even know yeah. that was his mother. That's name. crazy. Yeah. That's his mother name. So yeah. so now that the with the new album. Does it automatically just go on there, or how do you get it on there? Yeah, well, you once you connect this, it opens up like when you connect your iPhone to your Mac or your computer. Mm -hmm. It opens up. Same thing. It opens up the um, Stem Player uh, platform, and you could copy stuff from YouTube and put it in there, and have you know break it down in stems. Y'all gotta run though. But I've been uh, I put it down after the Donda. I just opened it up now. For Donda 2. Donda, Donda, mm. Donda, Donda, Donda. Yo, you wildin', Peace, man. $200 for a fidget, man. I'm a fidget yeah. your face, man. Get out of here. Go get yourself one of them fucking, what's them things called, man? You know what I'm saying? The, the stress balls. Stress ball, fucking a wrist strengthener, something. My man said 200 for a fidgety. You crazy, bro. Dudes out here wildin'. Yo, Kanye wildin', man.
How they gonna charge you for that shit? Two hundred dollars for his album? That I must have misunderstood, man. That shit that's like that's like that's like somebody saying Ness is wild and how he gonna charge us on Patreon to be a yo? Nah, that's, that's extra. That's I still do my show free. What I got on Patreon is extra. Like you charging me for your album? Two you marked it up. You marked it up. The way y'all making it seem, that little shit costs two hundred. No, nah, it ain't the way we making the same. That's what it costs. But it, right. it goes back to the same thing yesterday when UK Rob is saying, Devin Haney, you can't say what the next man is charging. The, uh, well, that's nothing. why he only sold 11,000 units. I don't give a fuck how and much that, money it made. No, no, no. no don't, 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 don't get two things confused. You either a platinum selling artist and you sold over a million or you not. I don't care what the revenue generate. That's your wallet. But... Historically and statistically, it's about units, and you only moved eleven thousand. As Kanye West, you only moved eleven thousand. Like, how many followers he got on Instagram? That's not even ten percent. Like, you, I don't care fuck if it was two hundred or five hundred. You only got eleven thousand people to spend that. I thought you had more influence than that. I promise you, because you get you get millions of us to buy your two hundred plus dollar sneakers. You know what I'm saying? So obviously that idea wasn't as great as his sneakers. And ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying to each his own. That's a lot of money for some for some music. I'm sure I got his album on iTunes, don't I? I'm about to check mm. right now. Did he change his name and shit? Is it just Ye or is it Kanye? Or is it Mr. West like in the uh, documentary? <clears throat> nah, it's Kanye West. Look, man, I'm just saying. Let me see what he if, got. If he able to get more money off of it, shit, why not? Uh-oh, you might be right, bro. He might not have Donda on this bitch. He might did, He might have did what Jay-Z did. Oh, no, nah, there you go, Donda Deluxe. Is it a second one? There's a lot of them. I got Donda, Yeezus, all his shit right here for $10 a month on iTunes. So he tripping. Don't pay that 200 y'all. We, we still got it right here. <laughs> on iTunes as part of our, our subscription, man. He wildin'. See, and Enrique got it when they dropped the first Donda. I just, to be honest, I'm just now finding out about it for the second album, so. Bruh, and I ain't know about it till this very minute. That's mm. that's what I'm saying. As popular as he is, he only got 11,000 people to fucking pay attention. But small world, because Enrique was one of those 11,000. But anyway, uh, back to this topic at hand, man, because I want to open it up to the phone lines. You know the number to call in, 1425-569-5241. Press 1, one time. Voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget to add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. Also, you can just click the link in the live chat right now to join the Skype conversation. Um, yeah, we want to know, do you think that Lou DeBella joining with Probellum does it help Haney and Cambosa's situation, or is it going to affect it in some sort of way? Uh, yeah. What is your final thoughts on that, Mr. Alvarez? Um, no, I definitely believe it could help it. I hope it helps it, because obviously that's the fight I want to see. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. The signing of Lou was just announced uh, yesterday, so... I guess we'll see what what comes of it. So, 
Um, like I said, it makes me a bit more hopeful because I was uh, I was for sure like that. Yeah, that fight's not happening next. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that it does happen. That's for sure. I hope that this does help. And and not only do I hope that it helps Lou with the Cambosis Haney fight, I hope that it helps the rest of his stable. He's got the gold medalist heavyweight uh, Bakalov, who is six and zero. He's got Stefan Big Shot Shaw, undefeated heavyweight. Um, he's got Jerry Forrest. He's got so many fighters that need TV. And hopefully this money that Probellum brings, the attention that Probellum brings, the, Sh- the Sh- Richard Schaefer being a part of it, the marketing, hopefully that helps Lou progress in this sport. And, and, and in terms, it would mean for us better fights and good fights. No, absolutely. Um, and just different opportunities, right? You know, we saw it when zone came on, uh, you know, spending big bucks and wanting to do a lot with, um, you know, entering the boxing market. So uh, hopefully it just brings those opportunities that we haven't seen. Um, just more opportunities, uh, have more of a variety. So, Yeah, it looks like we might get Albert Bell. He, 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 uh, he was scheduled to be on at 930, but then. Uh... Yeah, I was talking to Vic yesterday. And I told him that we could we could get uh get his guys on before their fight TV, um Atlanta card this weekend. So Rob is asking why does it help pro uh uh Cambosis Haney? I'm I'm assuming that now they have the money to make the parties happy because that's what Probellum is, right? Like they they found the money to make you know the AJ Fury fight. You had Tyson Fury all over the internet saying oh i got off the the phone with daniel kinahan my boy you get a thank you for making the biggest fight you know so the money would he they they're the money guys they're the money guys if if someone is having an issue with some money i guess they 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 fix that issue plus you know they have they have site fees that's why their fights are happening in dubai maybe this fight could happen in dubai i'm just wishfully thinking i'm trying to be optimistic no, for sure. Like I said, um, they're going to try to get a statement fight and try to get a big fight. So um, it doesn't get any bigger than undisputed than an undisputed fight. So why not? And and for Probellum, now that they got Lou, I mean, that, that would make the most sense to try and secure one of Lou's biggest fights so they could get some shine and be attached to that fight. You know, that would be the Probellum first undisputed fight if if they can, you know, get it together. No, of course. And and if you're Probellum, just entering the game, you know, to host an event for only the seventh undisputed champion of the world, like, that'd be huge. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. It's worth the money. It's probably worth the investment. I'm going to go out to the phone lines. You know the number to call in, one four two five. I was going to say, before you do that, you don't want to get to the, any Super Chats? Have, uh, have do you, we, I don't think we have any. Let me see. Fred Robinson. Fred here, Robinson. You want me to get to it? 
Get it. Get it. Um, he says, I hope the zone does right by Devin and does whatever it takes to get this fight for him. Bill, if you're listening, check your email. <laughs> mm. They're in Hawaii right now. I don't think he's checking emails right now. Oh, Bill in Hawaii? Yeah, they're all in Hawaii for Damn. Six's birthday. Damn. Yeah, but uh, look who we got, Ness. He jumped on? My boy jumped on. Albert Bell, how are you, my friend? Are you on mute? You got to unmute yourself, champ. On your phone, on your phone. Let me go ahead and pull up my Patreon questions for Mr. Bell. You got it? Nah, we still can't hear you. Yeah, you on mute, bro? Nah. He might want to jump back in. Hang up and jump back in. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, try 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 hanging up and, and getting back on the uh on the car. See he, if that does I it. I think he already jumped out. He just froze there though, that's why. Mm. Hopefully we could get him back on. Um, Alva Bell. He jumped back on there. There we Mr. go. Mr. Bell, mic check. Mr. Bell. Well, in the meantime, if you want to ask Mr. Bell a question, you know what to do. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash the boxing voice and you can drop him a question. He's going to be fighting this weekend, right? Yeah, 25th? this weekend in Atlanta. Actually, what is it? Isn't it Thursday? It's not this weekend. It's, oh, it's 26. Saturday, 26. yeah. 26. Mr. Bell, we don't hear you. Are you there? He must not have service. That's what it got to be. I don't know. But I'll put it in the YouTube chat nonetheless. If you want to ask Albert Bell a question, feel free. And oh, he's back. Let's see. Can we hear you? Still, Albert. Damn, still nothing. Ah. So I guess on. Well, he, he must got a droid over there. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you if you're connected, disconnected Bluetooth, maybe it's connecting to a device or something. You did, damn. Mm. You you paid your phone bill, champ. Hold on, man. Yo, he 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 just did sign language and shit. He like, yo, what's up? <laughs> you got your Wi-Fi? Like, what's going on, man? Yo. Well, if you're just joining us live, we're 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 trying to connect with. Albert Bell is it's Prince Albert Bell, right? Prince Albert Bell. That's right. You know, for those who aren't uh, familiar. familiar, he is a 130-pound uh, contender. Um, he had that major upset on the Tyson Fury, Tom Schwartz undercard, uh, beating Andy Vences. 
I caught that at a plus eight fifty. Mm. That was one of that was probably like my second or third biggest win. Damn, um, that's a big but, win. Hundred dollars made you nine fifty. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was that was a uh, come up. Yeah, that was a, a nice little come up. Uh, you know, he was with top rank. There was talks to try to get him the fight uh, with uh, Gabe Flores. You know, so uh, so hopefully we could get him on. He has a fight since becoming a free agent, his first fight. All I right. think he's back, but we still don't hear you. What in the world? <clears throat> See, he got two phones and it's still not working. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, we hear each other. I don't know. He on look, he on with two different ones. I know, that's what I'm saying. It gotta be an internet issue then on like his end. I don't understand. Is it? Can we? Can we have him call in? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're, we're gonna have you call in regular champ. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'll send Victor number. Oh, up. Oh, it's he got a third one. Let's see if the th- third third phone the charm. Let's see. I heard something right there. I heard something too. Hold on, which one was it? Mm-hmm. But I sent Vic the number, Mister Bell, so you could just uh, have him um, give it to you. That's crazy. <clears throat> Technology, man. Yeah, it's not easy, not easy. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to just get to some callers here. I got James Payne in the building. What up? Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. James Payne is my name, partner, how about you? Standing on my property and I'm gonna see about you. If I come out on my porch, I see you chilling in your wheel. Boy, I hope you know somebody better be waiting on the bitch. James Payne, baby, see me pissing on the post. Damn, Mr. Payne, hold on. Looks like we got Albert Bell on the line. Mr. Bell, what up? What's going on? Man, we, we hear you now. Man, about time, God. (laughs) (laughs) Got me juggling with the phone. Yeah, man, I don't know, man. Apologies with the technical difficulties. We would have loved to have you on video, but uh, we know it's fight week, man, and we wanted to get you on right before your fight. You out in Atlanta. Uh, February 26th is going down, man. What could you tell us uh, about how you're feeling, uh, how camp was, and, 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 and just going into this fight? 
Uh, everything been good. I'm feeling great, you know. Um, just you know, knocking the last couple pounds off and going through my final steps of preparation. Camp was good as always. It's been a longer one because the fight's been canceled. So I've been in the gym from one fight to the next. So uh, everything good, and I'm just ready to finally get back in the ring um, Saturday and do what I do best: win. I wanted to get right into it, man. You know, I, I I really don't hold any punches back, but I'm sure being a former top-ranked fighter, you've noticed that Terrence Crawford uh, has a lawsuit against them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, I don't want to put you in any uncomfortable situation, but I feel like you may have some sort of feelings on the way they treat black fighters because you are undefeated. Gabriel Flores was undefeated. Uh, Numerous fighters on top rank avoided you, uh, and you're the one that's cut. Gabriel Flores lost, and he's not cut. Are you feeling some type of way is what I want to know. No, it wasn't a cut situation. It was me uh, asking for a release because I wasn't getting the fights that I wanted. It wasn't that top rank came to me and cut me or nothing like that. I mean, I isn't just that asked, the same you know thing? I mean? Isn't that the same thing? It's like it's mm, like it's like nah, you cut, can't get cut the fight. Cut is like getting dropped. I hear you. Right, right, right. I feel you, but it cut cut is like getting dropped. It releases me asking because I want to go a different direction. You know what I mean, because was it wasn't going how 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 I expected to go or getting the fights that I thought I was gonna get. So it was me making a personal decision for that was best for my career to ask for a release. So at that time, cut is like they don't like what you're doing or you lose and they just drop you. It wasn't one of those situations. But uh, I get what you were saying and how you're comparing the two. But I definitely believe, do I think I deserve some fights that I should have got there? Uh, absolutely. Which fights in particular do you feel that they should have gotten you? Um, you know, uh, against another top, some other top guys, man, that's contenders. You know what I mean? Probably the Gabriel Flores fight. The uh, what's the name? What's the name? Can Cancio? I could have fought Cancio. I could have fought. Um, I could have fought the Cassate. What's the guy that just Robert the Robinson kid? Um, What's his name? The one just fought Oscar Valdez. Mm-hmm. Well, I could have shit. I could have fought Oscar Valdez. I could have fought the Jamil here. I could have fought any of them guys. You know what I mean? After I beat Andy Vincennes, becoming the um, he was in line for a title shot. I felt like I should I should got that since I knocked him off. You know, and then I was ranked higher than the guy that just fought Oscar Valdez. His last fight for the WBC, he wasn't even in the WBC rankings. They put him in at number fifteen. And then he got the fight. I was like number seven at the time when that fight was made. It was just a lot of fights that could have been made that that wasn't brought my way, or it was allowed people allowed people to duck me, you know. And what would they tell you when you're asking about these fights, and you you know, and they're continuously not getting them for you? Um, you know, it's like uh, you know, they they say this and that, but um. At the end of the day, it comes down to the fighters as well. As far as the contenders, the contenders, you got to put the blame on them just as much as them because they would offer me the fights. I would say yes on my end, and they would say no. And they can't put the fighters on the shelf just because the way they want to determine their career. You know, some people just like taking easy routes or easy fights and um, trying to pick and choose, but it backfired like with the uh, – 
with the Flores kid, he thought he was going to get an easier fight, fighting a 126-pounder, but it, it went a different route. But at the end of the day, it's still on the fighters that's to make these fights happen and agree to these fights because they do. One thing I say, uh, Top Rank did offer me a lot of these fights. I didn't get offered the Valdez fight, but the Jamil Heron fight, they offered me that. The um, Flores kid, they offered me that. But um, them guys didn't win a different route. So, So they offered you Valdez as well? No, they never offered me Valdez. That was the fight I did not get offered. That was the fight that I actually wanted. So that one I didn't get. Mm. You know, Albert, obviously, um, number eight in the rankings for the WBO, uh, number 13 in the WBC. Um, what, after this fight, you know, I feel like this is more of like a, uh, you know, kind of like a stay busy fight, get back in the ring and whatnot. But, you know, now with your freedom and, you know, being a free agent, what would you like to see next? Um, obviously not looking oh, past that a day, but what would you like to see next to not just move up those rankings, but put yourself in a position to, you know, contend for something? Um, you know, yeah, this Saturday I definitely look at it as a stay busy fight as well. You know what I mean? Just to knock the rust off, keep staying active, and uh, hopefully move up a little bit in the ranking or keep my name hot in the rankings. But after this fight, not looking past it, uh, I definitely would want another top guy or, you know what I mean, somebody in the world rankings at least um, to stay in that mix or get closer to a title eliminator or a title shot. Uh, after this fight, it put me at 21-0. I'm uh, independent. I could actually, it's easy to make fights with me, you know what I mean, as far as all the platforms. I, I'm not tied to nobody. I can fight on any platform, and I'm open to fighting any of the uh, top guys. So it should be easy to make a good fight, you know, whether it's um, a fight with Chris Colbert, the, the guys on the zone that's about to fight each other, Kid Galahad, Jorge Castaneda. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're crossing the grain, bro. You coming at Chris? You want some of little Chris Colbert? Uh, shit. Yeah, we talked about it uh, on the DMs. You know what I mean? He said after he gets the title, he'll give me a shot. So hopefully he just sticks to the, I mean, I want him to take care of his business Saturday as well. And then hopefully we can make that happen down the line because I got him beating Roger Gutierrez fairly easily, in my opinion. Um, so hopefully they, they can quickly make that happen and me and him could, you know, uh, fight each other in a battle undefeated young black fighters, you know. Um, Where would you want that fight got, to like happen I said, uh, It really don't matter. Probably somewhere in neutral ground, but I don't have no problem going on the East Coast either. Are you familiar with him? Like um, you, you've ever shared the ring, seen him in the amateurs? I mean, what you? Because he's a pretty slick fighter. That's not an easy fight. Yeah, every everybody's slick. That's what we don't. We don't you know what I mean, everybody's slick. That's what we fight for. You want the best to fight the best. I believe he's one of the best. I give him his credit where it's due. But at the same time, that's what gets you up at every day to go run and train harder. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of them. I'm not. I don't do all that. Want the worst champion and picking, nah. Now, yeah, I mean, but um, what, what about a guy like Oshaki Foster? Because I'm gonna be real, you know, Chris may say he giving you a shot, but I feel like it might be difficult to give you a shot if he wins, because he he gonna be next in line to to, to unify with Shakur. I know that's not an easy fight to make because it's top ranked PBC, but mm -hmm. you know that's probably what's gonna be on the front of his mind once he does win. You know, I'm not saying he won't mm -hmm. double back and give you your opportunity, but you know, if you was in his shoes, you're going to go for the three-belt unification. Versus right, for the giving, back. Yeah, yeah, for the back. Yeah. 
So, uh, um, is there any other names? Entertaining to me. Like I said, like the guys, like all the, any of the top guys, as long as it makes sense and it put me in a position to either get to a world title or a title eliminator, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I don't really do no ducking or dodging no names. Um, I want to. I know mostly everybody got dates right now, so I. Uh, so I'm just trying to take care of what I got to take care of. Then you know we had come to the tables and figure out what we need to figure out, far as who, what, where, and why. But um. Like uh, they offered me the Jorge Castaneda kid. He beat Ota, little Ota from my city. We definitely want to get that back. And he's been upsetting some prospects. So that was one of the names on the zone. But now he's fighting Kid Galad. They offered me that. I accepted that. But they end up fighting each other. So hopefully when they get done, we can fight each other. It, uh, I get the winner. or You know what I mean? Something that just makes sense for myself and my career at this point. Yeah. Albert, um, since leaving top rank, have you been in discussions with anybody? PBC, the zone, matchroom, uh, pro bellum, any any of those? Yeah, I actually, I've been we actually been talking to everybody. I got some, I got a few offers and stuff. I'm just uh, want to get past Saturday. You know, what I mean, then we go in the second half of the year, or you know, what I mean, about summertime we probably lock in with somebody. It's just got to make sense. You know what I mean? I ain't really trying to jump on too much. So uh, just out the just jump out the window on the first offer. So we got some stuff going on, but it just got to make sense for me. You know what I mean? So is it safe to say that since asking for your release, things have been going the way you envisioned them? Yeah, everything's going pretty much according to how I thought. You know what I mean? I, uh, some fights got canceled uh Going um, right after because I would I probably would have fought twice sit by now, um, being independent. But you know how how it be. You know you don't have that security when you're doing the independent where you got the luxury of three, four backup opponents and stuff. But that's what it, I, I I expected that. But um, pretty much things are going according to plan. I'm going ahead and get this win Saturday, and then you know we right back into these discussions and going from there. That's what's up, man. I'm excited to see what comes next. Now, talk to us about your fight Saturday. Obviously, it will be um, televised through Fight TV. Um, you know, obviously, shout out to Vic. Yeah, shout you out know, to Vic put, Green. Got that together. You know, Vic obviously put yes, the car down in, in Atlanta. Um, it seems like uh, that that's been the go-to for uh, a lot of promoters recently is, is Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just talk to us about about your fight this weekend, and uh, you know what could we expect to see out of you? Um, you've been out of the ring since August, correct? Yes, correct. So, um, what could we yeah, expect Saturday night? Um, Atlanta man, is, uh, we turned Atlanta up. You know, um, shout out to Vic. Vic was probably one of the first guys to actually try to open up the boxing scene in Atlanta before the big guys even got hip to it. Like, we've been fighting Atlanta for a few years now. So, we're coming back today. This will be my second fight down there. Um, my first one was way before I was signed to top rank. So, it feels i got a big following in Atlanta. Um, it's like Black Hollywood. So, you know, you're going to see some fly stuff. I'm just getting ready, you know, uh, turn up. I'm definitely going for a knockout this fight, something I usually don't go for. Uh, so, going in there, Put on a performance, get this guy out of there, on to the next, and you know we're gonna turn Atlanta up, we're gonna bring him everybody out. He got a lot of good attractions on the card for uh, 
from the local area. And I think it's going to be a great turnout and um, great streaming uh, device, you know what I mean, on Fight TV and platform. And we're just looking forward to turning up Saturday. I got to ask, man, why would you go for the knockout? You just said it. Like, this is something you normally don't do. Why Why are you changing Albert Bell? Um, I'm going to be me. I'm going to box and stuff. But um, my hands just feel real, real good. And I don't really have no – usually I always have some type of injury going into a fight. Like, most fighters never come in 100%. But it's always some tweaks here and there in my hand where I don't feel fully confident and just throwing as hard as I need to or babying it or this and that. But right now I don't have none of them complications. And it's just like uh, while I'm staying busy, I'm running up these knockouts, you know what I mean, because – that 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 is what sells, and I need to get some more uh, kills on my record. So this Saturday, I'm gonna um, try to start a streak with this one. Well, I got a couple of questions here from the people. Um, first one coming from New Orleans. Rue in a five hundred four says, "Any word on who you'll be facing?" Yeah, I got. Uh, he's from. He's a tough guy from Colombia, uh, like a forty-five veteran. I can't call his name right off the back, but he's a Colombian fighter. He's tough. Got about twenty-five knockouts on his record, stuff like that. But um, like right now, he's just really just staying busy, you know. All right. Um, we have James Valdez in San Antonio, Texas, that asks: Cambosis versus Loma. Who wins and how? I got Lomachenko, um, probably about seventh, eighth round stoppage. Wow. What, yeah, what? I think I think he stopped Kambosis. Kambosis is a good fighter, but I got Lomachenko. I think it's just too much for him to deal with, and they not that the height difference not too much, and he's not a big guy. So somebody around the same size as Lomachenko is, is just a straight up fighter like that. That throws a lot of punches, gonna open up a lot of gaps for Loma to pick it. You know, I, it's just, I just think he's too much for him to deal with. And would, what about uh, Devin? Let me ask about Devin versus Cambosis. If that happens to happen, I um, think I think I think Devin outboxes him. I think Devin wins as well by a decision. I don't know if he stops him. I don't think he stops him, but I think he outboxes him very clean to give him a boxing lesson. Now, now, Albert, you shared uh, a training camp with Lomachenko, correct? You know, talk to us about that. If I'm not mistaken, it was in preparation for his fight with Nakatani, or was it the Coleman mm -hmm. fight? No, it was the Nakatani fight. Um, um, to, to yeah, I was a chief sparring partner for that camp. It was a great experience. We had good work, like, every day. We'd go at it. We'd get some real good work in. He's, uh, he does a lot of things that you have to be have a strong mental for, or he'll break you down. So, um, And you got to have you got to have a, your mental got to be equally as strong to put it, some mental pressure on him, you know, and um, it's a lot of things that you really can't too much share, but it's, it was great, great work and a great opportunity. And we got, we got major rounds in and went back and forth and had our days with each other. And it was great work and a great experience. I love to go back to camp with uh, Loma anytime. I learned a lot with him. How do you think Devin does versus Loma? I think it'd be a good fight. It's um with Lomachenko, you got to be in like your best shape um, that you possibly could be in. Um, Devin's long and good box. Got a good jab. Loma is gonna do a lot of 
things to put mental pressure on him and let his hands go. It'd be a good fight. Um, they both my guys. I got both respect for him. I wouldn't pick a winner, but uh, it'd definitely be a good entertainment fight. Tank Loma. Tank Loma. It uh, uh Tank. You got Tank. Always got that factor of that one punch knockout power. Um, Loma is very exclusive. Uh, very, very elusive. And puts a lot of pressure on him. So if he doesn't get like clipped early, I think he could put a lot of pressure on Tank that he starts getting to him later. Um, it's just a, it's one of those pick me fights. It's definitely a fifty fifty fight. I just to be on the safe side and say that I give it a fifty fifty fight, and it could go either way, determine on what happens early. All right, well, Mr. Bell, those are all our questions. We want to thank you, obviously, for giving us an opportunity to get this interview, which we know it's fight week. Uh, so you, you got your mind focused on, on on the big win. But we appreciate you coming on the show, letting the world know a little bit about yourself and your upcoming fight and how they can watch it. Uh, if there's any tickets available, how can they purchase if they're in that Atlanta, Georgia area? Um, yeah, yeah, we should have some tickets at the door. Uh, hopefully, if not, you click the link in my bio. It takes you to the app, um, or you could purchase them through Cash App, through Dollar Sign Pause Boxing. For them, have them emailed to you, and um, any of the fighters in the local area that's on the card, they can also pull up and get and get them from them. And please give out your social media. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Albert Prince Bill, Twitter at Albert Bill four one nine, and on Facebook at Albert Prince Bill. Yo, tell, tell Vic, I say we, we got to get that verification, man. That blue check at. Oh, uh, yeah, they, yeah, we got, oh, man, we got, we working on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, they got me one on one of the sites, so now they got to get me it on the, on the ground. I don't know what they faking for. Once you get that belt, they're going to want to check you up. Watch. Yeah, it's all good. We ain't tripping about that. We certified, not verified. We ain't tripping. Yo, I, I see you heavily into fashion, man. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta put that shit on. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just that's just, that's just everyday life, though. You know what I mean, Danny knows up, but we just, I don't know. I just always been like that. We like to look nice and stay fresh. That's just a, I guess just a cultural thing or where I'm from. For sure. Hey Albert, before we let you go, um, obviously I've reached out to him, uh, but you know, can you give us? I'm sure you you've spoken to him. Can you give us just an update uh, with Robert Easter? You know, after you know. Um, what he went through and just, you know, have you guys, uh, just anything he said, any updates, you know, we've seen him posting, but I know you guys have that close relationship. Oh yeah. He just, um, he good. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just all about the mental recovery now. You know what I mean? He's, he's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, it's a very unfortunate what it, what happened and one went down, you know what I mean? But that's life and it's how it's how people play out here, you know. Um, he just gotta, he, he, but he's all right though. He's just, uh, recovering, man. He just gotta get his work, work on himself, get his mental back and just, you know what I mean? Just take it one day at a time till he's all the way back to where he needs to be. You know, prayers go out to him, thoughts go out to him. We'll be checking on him up on him all the time. Right now he's just chilling, enjoying his downtime and just relaxing, man. Well, thanks again, man, Mr. Bell, and uh, we look forward to getting you back on after your win. 
Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. All right, Albert. There you have it, thank ladies you. and gentlemen. Contender Albert Bell live on the show. Uh, another top-ranked fighter that asked for a release. Uh, apologies to Bell and his team for assuming that he got cut. Uh, but no different than, you know, Mikey. No different than uh, Floyd. No different than uh, Oscar. You know, fighters that have to ask for the release buy themselves out their contract uh, because they feel they need to separate themselves from top-ranked in order to get the fights that they're seeking. Uh, and that's why I brought up the Terrence Crawford situation to him. You know, it, it would probably do Crawford's lawyer good to reach out to guys like Albert Bell, uh, who haven't been able to get those opportunities, um, especially as an undefeated fighter, man. It, it, it made no sense. But uh, I'm going through my press release here um, that Probellum sent me in reference to the signing of Lou DiBello or the merger. And um, they keep talking about change and and the fact that, uh, you know, boxing will be on all locations. So they're emphasizing the global market uh, more than just the American market, how boxing has traditionally been kind of ran. It's just interesting, obviously. They, they, you know, they've opened up their market in, in, in Dubai. I don't know that anyone is traveling out there to see these fights, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what sort of change this quote-unquote collaboration brings. Yeah, no, definitely interesting. Right now, it's, uh, like I said, starting tomorrow, they have cards four days in a row. A row tomorrow in Canada. What's the Friday main events of those fights? Anybody we know in Say any again? main event? Um, nobody I know. Wow. Nobody Four I know. cards but, around yeah. the world with no main events that we know. But again, we're only American. They're not catering to us only. You know, nobody I know. Um, Are they on? Uh, where's the schedule? You using ESPN? No, I'm using, I'm on the ProBellum website. Um, you know, I see tomorrow they have they have a gentleman. Looks like uh, the main event, he's 15 and 0. Don't eight they got knockouts. the Rigo fight too? Ain't that their fight, the Rigo fight? You know, I thought that too. I was just speaking to somebody about it last night, but I don't see it on their website. Mm. And I don't see Regis on their website either as far as, as far as under events, like for fights. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get, we get some, uh, you know, bigger fights that just, they're just getting their foot in the door, just getting their foot in the door. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, Regis Progray would, you know, be their biggest name, um, to date, you know, they also have Badu Jack, um, Nonito Donaire, so. I mean, probably Nonito would probably be their biggest name, huh? As far as athletes they have. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And Regis that we know. Again, big, big to us. Yeah. So, you know, they're just getting started. It is, it is weird though, because like I said, on their website, they don't, they don't have the Rego or 
the Regis fight shown under events. So, um, I mean, that's interesting to me because those are two big names. Um, and that should be, you know, right there. That should be right there, uh, on their website. So I don't know why it's not. I'm, I'm scrolling through their Instagram to see if they have like the, the fight post or something along those lines. Um, but nonetheless, man, hopefully they come in with the, with the big money and get a, get a, get a TV deal. I'm, deal. I'm more so concerned on, uh, on the uh, Cambosos potential Devin Haney fight. Yeah. That, that you know, of course, that's the fight I want to see. So the reason they don't have the Progray fight on their website is because Progray isn't the main event. So they just have the Sonny Edwards fight um, against Muhammad Wasim. They have that listed since that is the main event. What's up with Rigo though? Because now I'm I'm confused. Cause I could have swore Rigo was fighting. And I don't see anything on their Instagram or their website. I'm uh checking it out now though. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but uh we got some callers, Ness? We do, we do. Let's, we do. let's get to some callers. Uh, we going back to James Payne. What up? TBV, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's popping? What's popping? It's me. It's me. It's your boy James P A Y N E checking in from the great state of Tennessee, Mister Lethal himself. And you know, like I know, the best part of waking up, man. Y'all know the slogan from the eighties: TBV and my mm-mm cup. Shout out to the TBV alumni that made this slogan world famous. Yo. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what impact uh, Lou DeBella, Pro Bellum, plan to have in the current landscape of boxing. Uh, my familiarity with Lou DeBella used to have a relationship with PBC. Somehow that went stale and sour based around Deontay Wilder. And since then, the only exposure that I have to Lou DeBella, I'm familiar that uh, Tyler Tomlin, which is a, uh, a product of TriStar, he is signed with Lou DeBella and DeBella's um, roster of fighters. And DeBella says that he has plans for Tyler at the welterweight division. I don't know what that means, but hopefully that works out well for Tyler with this uh, new pro Bellum situation. Um, and as far as the interview you just did, man, I wish Mr. Bell the best of luck. To me, it sounds like he kind of in a similar situation as Bud, being that he's a free agent with no major, um, no major promotional affiliation. I mean, being independent seems like it has its advantages as far as contract negotiation. But at the same time, these dudes seem like the only people at the table that get to eat is they dudes. They gonna put, they gonna prioritize they promotional roster before they do business with some independent and especially if you were independent fighter that's gonna make these guys most scared to put you on the opposite end 
or they they fighters that they trying to protect or progress you know what i'm saying so i wish him the best of luck and i hope he can get a good deal a good situation so he can keep providing for himself and whoever you may have you with him and um also continue to further his career accomplish his dreams because i feel like we all should have a crack a shot at accomplishing our dreams but um and one more thing, yeah, about y'all talking about that Kanye shit. I don't give a fuck what Kanye produced, and I ain't buying none of that shit. Like, I mean, I thought the Dunder album was fire. I thought it was a masterpiece, but I ain't paying $200 for no fucking application program or some shit. And I don't know what the hell. I ain't never bought no Yeezus boots, and I never will. Uh, and I ain't buying nothing else. He probably going to come out with an automobile next year, and I ain't buying that motherfucker neither. Fuck that. I'm, I'm about some boxing. Now, if he gets some boxers, Maybe I'll check him out, see who, who on his roster or something like that. He could call holler at me. I'll help him promote the fights. But other than that, I don't give a fuck what you got going on. Uh, and that's pretty much my call. I can't remember none of the other topics that y'all was talking about outside of the uh, Kenahan MTK thing and stuff like that. So I'm going to start going ahead and wrap up the call. Once again, it was your boy James P-A-Y-N-E. I appreciate y'all coming to me down there first, if not one of the first. So I appreciate that so I can get back on my blue collar dollar grind. And y'all know what y'all listening to, man. The illest, trillest, dopest boxing podcast in the galaxy. If you don't know where you're at astrologically, do the math. One, two, that's the third rock from the sun. Yes, sir. Shout out Nesta Gill. Shout out Ring Rock Danny. Y'all hit that like button because the numbers is just not adding up for some reason, man. What's got y'all hesitant on hitting that like button, man? Take the plunge. Jump on in. The water's just fine in the boxing voice pool, man. It's your boy James Payne checking out. Appreciate y'all. All right. All right. It looks like uh, Golden Boy has formed its own partnership with sports and entertainment industry powerhouse Philip Button, forms partnership with Golden Boy Promotions. The former SVP Global Sports and Entertainment at the William Morris Agency, senior VP at William Morris Endeavor, brings more than 15 years of experience as a leading executive in the entertainment and sports industry. So Golden Boy not going out without a fight, bringing in new blood, but not young blood. This guy does not look young at all. But we'll give him a chance. We'll give him a chance to see what he can produce. And he goes on to say, I'm thrilled to be working with Oscar again. He is a global, he is a global icon who transcends sports. We were able to collaborate on big projects when we worked together the first time and we're ready to elevate Golden Boy to a new level in the sports and entertainment industry. We are already developing a compelling scripted television project with an award-winning studio highlighting Golden Boy as a real player in Hollywood. I'm excited for the new media empire that we are building. And I look forward to collaborating with new business opportunities and contributing to the Continued growth and success of Golden Boy, said Philip Button. Button has a successful history working with high-profile production companies, including Jackie Chan's, the JC Group, Will and Jada Smith's, Westbrook Studios, Kevin Hart's, Heartbeat Productions, Channing Tatum's, 
Free Association, an award-winning commercial production company, Skep Studios. He has represented and worked with some of the most recognizable personalities and companies in the world, including Academy Award winner Jackie Chan, Academy Award winner and Grammy and Global Global Award winner Lionel Richie, Global Icon Pelé, Emmy-nominated celebrity chef and lifestyle personality Marisela Valadud, baseball legend Alex Rodriguez, NBA Hall of Famer Steve Nash, professional golfer Michelle Lee, Major League Baseball player, Los Angeles Dodgers, Chelsea, I don't know who the hell that is. All right, enough of uh, his background. So they hired somebody to help them out. We're going to Davidian in Buffalo Falls. I'm healthy, strong, and about to knock Earl Spence out in Jesus' name. I'm bringing the whole church. You win some, you lose some. But you live, you live right another day. I got the whole uh, Christian congregation behind me. Theboxingvoice.com. And Jesus' name. And we all know God only made one thing perfect. And that's my boxing ring. Hey, yo, Ness. You. Yo, can you come back to me? All righty then. Coach Myers, Connecticut. Coach Myers, Connecticut. Coach Myers, Connecticut. All righty then. Majin What's up? Yo, what up, what up? What's up? Um, so on the Rigo thing, they don't have a broadcaster right now for the UK or the US. That's sad, bro. Poor Rigo. It is, man. It is. Um, you know, yeah, I don't know, bro. Um, you know, that's another, that's another sad case of top rank doing somebody wrong. You know, they have a ton of those. So, um, but yeah, man, um, on the, on the Lou DiBella thing, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to say that I saw it coming, but you know, he had worked in the past with Richard Schaefer. He's looking for, uh, somewhere to put his fighters. Um, it seems like Probellum is, you know, the new, new kid in town with, uh, you know, a lot of money. So it makes sense for him to be there. I mean. Right now he's uh, he's Bob's uh, lap dog, you know. Um, so he rather, you know, I, I guess he might have a little bit more say with Probellum than he does with Top Rank, uh, being as though you know everything that he gives Top Rank, it just seems like you know Top Rank is trying to get over on him and his fighters. Um, so I don't know. It, it's a, it, I don't want to say it's a good move. I am interested to see what changes that they're gonna bring. Uh, you know. Hopefully it's not pay per view. Hopefully it's not another app. Uh, but again, uh, him and Richard Schaefer, they, I'm sure they have enough connections uh, that they'll be able to pull something together. So, but by something yeah. together, do you mean network though? Yes. Oh yes. wow. And uh, uh, I don't remember who was it that said 
the HBO thing, but I'm going to be honest with you. Ever since HBO cut ties with boxing, I cut ties with HBO. Um, they have nothing I want to watch on there. You know, if they bring Lies boxing back. Lies and blasphemy that you speak. Bro, come on. That's, I mean, besides The Sopranos and Bro, they uh, Game had, of Thrones. They just had Game that, of Thrones, homie. Yeah, Game of Thrones. But, but it just but, ended a year ago. Like, I'm sure they got something else to replace that. Because I, I have I, seen something there. I gotta I will have to pull it up, but I've seen first of all they got the John Cena thing. That's on HBO. The superhero movie. I, I don't I don't care about that. You're a hater. Nah, bro. It's just it's just the truth, you know. I care my life is too busy, man. I I care about boxing and what I do with my family. That's it. So if they're not, you know, uh piquing my interest with boxing, I'm not gonna support them. I have Showtime only for boxing. You know, it's, my time is limited, brother. You know, I, I pick and choose what I, what I, what I can do. Um, that being said, that's a, that's a good idea, though. The HBO thing is very intriguing to me. Uh, besides that, I mean, who, who else can they go to? CBS? Maybe. Um, but I don't know if they're going to really give them the bag to go out and get these top-level fighters. So, um I don't know, man. It's, CBS uh, can't afford it. They need someone that's got gonna give them budget money. Where's CBS? And that, that's what I'm saying. That, that it's not gonna be CBS. They're not gonna give them that. I don't HBO know where they're gonna go. I don't know where they're gonna go to get a television. Yeah, I don't know. HBO. I mean, what about what about Fox? I don't see PBC doing anything with Fox right now. Um. PBC doing anything with Fox. I mean, yeah, they can go to Fox, but again, how is Fox, how are they going to sit down with Fox and be like, yo, we got 200 fighters and, you know, two of them been shown on American TV, so, you know, your viewers are going to love this shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, yeah. And they don't don't have a worldwide, uh, you know, interest. Fox is definitely just U.S.-based. Um... I don't know, man. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to look at it everywhere I can, but it's just not. I, I besides the HBO thing, maybe it's just that I'm in love with the HBO thing. You know, bringing back I, nostalgia. I'm in, love with, and, I'm in love with HBO. They used to get it right, yo. Every fighter yeah, on there yeah. was doing a million plus on their regular TV. I don't know if the market and, would still do that. Everybody, we 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 we're we've been watered down. It's been spread. Yeah everywhere yeah. like we're everywhere you know so many different networks so many different streaming services so many different apps right now i don't even know that yep. hbo could do a million again no, no i don't know i uh, i don't want to say all that ness i mean there was nobody better in building a fighter like hbo but there was None no one else you. out there though there was only showtime and espn bro it's like espn that, was a but, friday night fight twenty five thousand dollar budget like no one could right. compete other than showtime so they was the, the First of all, they was first. Then the only competition they had was Showtime. They was the big dogs on the block. Soon as more people start coming on the block, they, they packed up their bag. They was like, we out of here. No, yeah, yeah, no. You're definitely right about that. But either way, nobody has done it like they did it. And that, to me, says a lot. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was just right timing, right place. Um, but I would like to see it again, man. I would like to see them go for it. They, they have the budget, man. And I believe with HBO Max, they need more subscribers. It's the perfect it's the perfect, uh, um, the perfect place to put on boxing, in my opinion. 
Yeah. Nah, I hear you, man. Yo, Let's... great show, Nats. Keep it going, brother. You already know. Appreciate it. Pelayo. What up? Julio. Hey, what's going on, Nats? Danny. Up? Yeah, you know. What's uh, up? What's up? I, I was really enjoying the conversation today, even though it was a little bit like not out. Um, I do miss HBO. HBO, like the presentation, when there's going to be a fight. I mean, I thought I would have thought that the zone would have started like showing a truck, like "Hey, welcome to the zone" and stuff like that. But uh, uh, going back to uh, that Provelin uh, with uh, what's his name, Lou, Lou signing with—I don't know. I, I mean, he does have a lot of boxers, but like you were talking about the network. I mean, he, they should just sit down with the meeting with the zone and see if if they can get a little bit of cash. Um, start seeing fights there because I, I really I, I enjoyed the zone I I have showtime like you do and I still have HBO and I still haven't cut the cord because I mean you never know where, where box is gonna land it could be, uh, land on the Christian channel or it can land on, uh, <laughs> uh, on MTV and it's like it's it's everywhere like you say boxing's everywhere but uh, I'm a big fan of boxing I'm always like I'm, I'm gonna support it wherever they go but I don't know. It's hard to cut the core because you never know where it's going to land, you know? But um, great topic today. I'm out. All right. Yo, Adrian, if you didn't text me, I don't know you're fucking in there. That's is that I got mad windows open. So, I wouldn't, you know, if you don't make noise or text me, I don't know. What's going on, brother? Good morning. Man, not too much. You know, just grinding every day, trying to get better. Um, so, <laughs> Lou, Lou Bella's with Probellum, and they're looking for a TV deal. I don't know that they're looking for one, but they definitely need to be with all the fighters they sign. And, and, and that now that they have strategically partnered with Lou DiBella, he brings in a lot of signees or, or rather fighters that are already signed to him. So, yeah, I think that they would be in their best interest to get a television deal. I mean, how much money's behind Pro Bellum, if you don't mind me asking? I know you I know you no know one, the number. Is there no, like a good amount where they no could do knows. an app like the zone? No one knows. I mean, no one knows where the money's coming from. I don't know. Rob. I don't know. Because that's my they, biggest... They say that, that, that Probellum is just a shell company of MTK Global. So, I don't know. Because that's my biggest thing is, like, if they got the money, shit, they might as well do their own app if they can afford to put on the production but what about and the make marketing, all the money. Though? What about the marketing? If you had the money, forget about them. If Adrian had the money, how do you make an app as popular as Showtime? as popular as ESPN, how do you compete? Like, you, I don't think that there's an amount of money that can that can bring in the marketing to, to catch up. Those dudes have been around for ages. But, but here's my thing. You you can, to me, you can build it up. I mean, as long as you're willing to, if you have the capital to lose a little bit of money at first, to start your own thing, it's like being an independent uh, artist, right? It doesn't matter. If I'm getting 90% of the money back, Every time, and and I'm profitable. I'm making more money than if I'm I'm with a major label. You know what I'm saying? It's just whether you have the capital or the money at first to start without that. Because let's be real, it's marketing, right? Most of our marketing and stuff for boxing. Hey, Ness, how many fights have you dictated or influenced? You're on YouTube, bro. You know what I'm saying? And other other platforms, but I'm just saying. It goes in line with the new marketing scheme. Like, if, if you had guys who were popular on social media, this and that, like, you could just market through that at this point. 
you don't need just TV, being really honest. I mean, maybe for the old school boxing heads, but at the same time, I, I look at it, if you have the money, if I had, let's say, Eddie Hearn money, right, and I had a big budget, I might try to be the sole proprietor and do like a pro bellum thing all on my own. Now, whether they could actually afford to do it in the right way, that's going to, it's how much money you got. You know, are you going to have an all-star cast? Like, what's his name was just talking about H it being on HBO. Can you get commentators of that level? Can you get people of a certain level? Or let's be real. Some up-and-comers would say they hire someone like you, Ness. You're popular. People know who you are. You know what I'm saying? I always think it's better to own your own business than it is to be a part of somebody else's or have a boss. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you can control the whole thing, 360, all the way around, and you can afford to lose the money at first and build it up, now you're getting all the money. I mean, isn't that what Dana White did before he sold the UFC? He had a partner, but at the same time, he let that shit struggle. He grew it to the point where it was big, and then he sold it. So I think it would be better if they did their own thing on an app. I get it as a fan, we don't want to sit back and like, you know what I mean? Take that, oh, another app, something else I got to pay $8 a month for to watch fights. I get it. Or they're going to hit me with pay-per-views as well. I understand that. But I mean, as the owner start trying to start something and make it big, I would I would really want to own the whole thing. I mean, that's what DAZN does. We're watching that. You're paying your subscription on that, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing with DAZN is, are they really, what are, what's their profit profitability? Do they really show those numbers? I mean, nah. they got a lot of money behind them, but they got the kind of money that they can lose money. Like, let me give you a for instance. I worked for a gym out here. You see me post videos from No, it. they can lose. You don't got to give it. They just wiped away $4.6 million, billion, billion. The, the, the billionaire just went in his pocket and he wiped away $4.6 of their debt. Right. So I worked for this gym. This lady owns a bunch of companies like cities. She's worth about $9 billion, right? Now she ain't that billionaire, but I worked at this gym that lost a half million dollars a year, right? Real nice gym. You know, it's still open because she's so rich. She can take that as a tax write off, right? That's rich people problems. You know, that's my thing. Like if you can take that loss and you got the money behind you to be able to write that money off until you're in the black you should always be your own independent business owner. That way you can control everything. I think that social media and the internet and YouTube is the wave of the future in marketing. Um, I think you can see that. And look at all these internet beefs and things like things that get started on here. Social media, internet. So I really think that it's a new era. And if you're going to change, you got to change with business. I mean, we're saying well, Ryan's, well, that's what Ryan's he's a talking big commodity because he's got a good Instagram following, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, that's what makes him a great commodity, not necessarily his fighting, but that he's built up his social media following that could turn into money in fights. But his social media following is from social media. It's from the internet. Yeah, I mean, that's actually what we're talking about, right? Lou believes that this partnership will help change boxing and, and I quote boxing has to change for far too long self-interest and politics have gotten in the way of what the fighters and the fans really want the best against the best 
in locations all around the world, added Lou DeBella, president of DeBella Entertainment. I have been very vocal about the need to transform our sport, and I am so pleased to have found people who share that vision and are taking significant steps in making it a reality. Probellum is the only business in the market with the vision and the strategy to disrupt boxing status quo on a truly global scale, and I didn't hesitate to begin collaborating when they called. Change is coming, and we're ready to go. I mean, that's a pretty pretty bold statement that they're going to try to do something different. I just look at it like boxing probably needs to adapt and change with the market, and it has. I mean, we've seen it change the market, go back and forth. I mean, what, you know, what is it you tell me, Ness? Today's price isn't tomorrow's price. Sure I mean, it sure is not. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they could create something. And what's his name's the head of Probellum? Um, Schaefer. Schaefer. I mean, man, it looks like they're putting the pieces in place if they want to do something like that to have the power and the influence and the networking and boxing to really make all that happen. It's just the money, man. You know, at, at the end of the day, let's be real. It comes, out, it comes down to the money. Can they make money? Do they have enough money to behind them to go for a long-term goal of, you know, taking over the market or being a big player? Or let me get to some of these callers. Who do I got? It's looking like West Coast Zone CYP. What up, what up, what up, what up? We got to uh, get something official. Dana White was the face of the UFC. UFC, he was not the owner at all. Um, the, the owner was the brothers, the billionaire brothers of Petitas. Dana owned shares, which was 9%. He got $400 million of the $4 billion. Don't play yourself. A lot of times, people get confused by the faces and think they're the owner. No, no he's not. Um, we, we were having a, a debate before I wanted to get y'all in on it. People were saying Amir Khan did, did nothing at welterweight um, compare, in comparison to Kell Brook. Now, I looked it up. And I'm like, well, Devin Alexander, two-division champion and unified. Luis Colazo, one-time champion. Julio Diaz, one-time champion. Chris Alziri, one-time champion. If you look at Brook's resume before they fought, it was Porter, and love more than to do. That was it. Like there was no other champions he ever fought at welterweight. I think people get confused thinking that maybe he fought Triple G at welterweight or something. And 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 no, he lost to Triple G. He lost to Earl Spence. I didn't put I didn't put a uh, Amir Khan's losses on there. You know, I only put his wins on there. Like some, you know, Amir Khan wasn't wasn't sorry at 147. But I think that we gave Kell Brook a little too much credit for what he did. You know, just beating Sean Porter because Sean Porter was 26 years old. You know, a new champion at 26. And if anybody thinks that 26-year-old version of Sean Porter could have beat 30, 31, 32, 33, or even 34-year-old version of Sean Porter, then they just didn't watch Sean Porter. Sean Porter was was still learning back then. But do y'all think that before that win, Kell Brook did more at 147 than, than uh, Amir Khan did? Yes. I most certainly do. <clears throat> the win over Porter is just a better win, man. You know, uh, fuck. <laughs> that version of Colazo, and see, that's why watching the fights is important. That version of Colazo, uh, I expected so much more. I was so disappointed. Colazo was fighting with his hands down, bro. I don't know if anybody remembers that fight, but he literally was walking Amir down with his hands by his side. It was, it was such a, such a disappointing 
pitiful sight to watch a dude that worked his way into that shot give it up so easily. Uh, Julio Diaz dropped the mid-con bum ass. And Julio Diaz was like a fucking career journeyman at that time. You know, it don't matter how many times champ he was. When he fought Khan, he was a tune-up and still dropped Khan ass. Again, that's why you got to watch those fights. And Chris Algieri, come on, man. I'm pretty sure he had already got battered by uh, Earl before Khan got to him. I ain't even going to check that. Devin Alexander, same thing. He got destroyed by Porter before Khan got to him, I'm pretty sure. But since I got the, uh, this one here, I'll check that to make sure. Yeah, and I was right. You know, he, he literally lost to Porter. And if anybody watched that 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 Randall Bailey fight, that shit was a rough fight. You know what I'm saying? That shit was a rough fight. That's why they gave him the Lee Purdy fight. And that shit almost got out of hand. You know, until he got the stoppage. He went in there with Porter, lost that belt right there to Porter. Comes back versus Jesus Soto Carras. Goes 12 with Carras. Another journeyman, only to lose to Khan. But, again, you got you had to have watched those fights, man. Um, I, I take that Porter win for Brooke as a way better win than anything at welterweight that Khan did, bro. I think, let me double check Khan's shit too because I think he fought Carlos Molina. I remember he brought my man up, man. Khan a little cheater, man. He was an A-side. Let me see. Carlos Molina, they fought at 140. And if you check Carlos Molina, he was he he started his career lower than that, and that was his first fight at 140. I'm telling you, Khan was out here on some A-side shit. <clears throat> I mean, but he almost did get a Floyd fight, man. I mean, it's not like he was doing that bad. I mean, he you got to do something decent. Fight. He never get a Floyd fight. He talked, No, he did. He didn't he, get it, but I'm saying he, he was, tried in, to put he was in talk. In position. It was trying to put him in there, in position to get that fight at the time. When he when he was doing some of the stuff you're talking about, so yeah. But I don't know. I don't follow Cal Brooks' career super far either, so I don't. So I, mean, I do, I do. I honestly, I used to think Brook was a hype job. I picked Porter to beat him. He held like a motherfucker. I never liked that fight. Before that, my man had a trilogy with like. Carson Jones, he fought my man Hector Sanabria. Like, Brooke, Brooke, he was a late bloomer. I learned that the hard way. He was a late bloomer. My man had like 30-something fights probably. How many fights this dude? Look, he had 40 fights right here. So I'm telling you, he, had, he probably had 30 fights before he started fighting anybody. Uh, he beat Sinchenko, who Paulie went to the Ukraine and beat first. You know what I'm saying? So that ain't saying nothing. Like I said, he had a trilogy with Carson Jones, who's an American journeyman. Like my man never even I don't no disrespect to Carson, but I probably I'm probably right in saying he never even won a regional. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So he gave so basically he probably went I over there. And, did you watch the fights? Hell I yeah. I mean, was it a close fight? Was it like Almost a draw the first bruh, time around. The bruh, was Carson Jones broke his jaw and nose in one of them shits. That's why they had to have them rematches, man. Carson okay. was out here making a name off Kelbrook's face. 
know what I'm saying? I, 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 like I said, I never believed in Kel. I never believed in Kel. I always was like, yo, this guy, man, this guy. And then when he got the fucking uh, Porter shot, you know, he made me eat my words, obviously, because he beat fucking Porter. Uh, but then he went on to like, he went on to, bro, he fought nobodies after he took that belt. You know how Matchroom do. Look, he beat Porter. He already fought nobodies. He already fought nobodies and no disrespect to none of them dudes, but we all know none of them dudes was like, if I, the names I know, y'all don't even know. Like, again, Vashilav, Sinchenko, people don't know. Carson Jones, they don't know. Hector Saldivia, they don't know. Matthew Hatton, they know. Rafael Djakovic, y'all ain't gonna know. You heard, you heard CYP, who's really good. He called in and said, love more than do only. And that's why, because y'all don't know these names. Michael Jennings, that's a common opponent with Miguel Cotto. Y'all don't know these names, but that's what they did with Kel. They gave him Matt. It's like, it's like uh, what they so do with Connor. Like, he got like a super top-ranked diet. It's like they do. <laughs> no, no. It's like they're doing with Connor. They gave him names people know, but not nobody that's going to get beat them. Just people that been in there with other people. Everybody been in there with somebody. Everybody been in with somebody. And Seven degrees of separation, right? Basically, until all, he got his dudes he was fighting. Until he got his mandatory shot, and then the motherfucker he, he he stepped up, not in a way that I can agree with. I don't give a fuck. That shit happened in 2014. It's almost ten years late. I'm still bitter. He held anybody watch that fight right now. They more they'll walk away. He held every time he he one two grab one two grab. That's it. B hop style. That's it. Grab, I was going to say, that's old school B-hop right there. Shit was all nasty. Like a hundred and fucking something clinches, bro. Horrible. So then he goes on. He beats Porter. JoJo Dan. Frankie Gavin. Kevin Bizier. Then he jumped up and fought Gennady Golovkin. Broke his face. Was feeling the pressure from the UK public that he was going to duck Earl. Fought Earl. Broke the other side of his face. Came back. And the biggest name since his comeback was like Safada. You know? Mark DeLuca was like a Boston local name. You know? He got in there with Crawford and we seen what happened. But shout out to him. He beat Khan up. And he looked good beating Khan up. You know? But... In retrospect, he didn't have a bad career. He challenged nah, himself. And, and he's what? He's a multimillionaire too, right? Yep. And he challenged himself in a fight where we thought he wasn't going to win and he had no business taken. He still challenged himself. When we thought he was going to duck Earl, he still tried to fight him. You know, and, and, and when we thought he was past his prime, he still tried to beat Crawford. So, you know... You, Hey, he took his shots. You yeah. got to give him that. He yeah. took his shots. Like, when he had the opportunity to step up and get a big fight, he did go in there uh, and take it. Yeah, man. I mean, I think a lot of guys and, and, in this generation don't even fight. do that. Even the con fight was a big shot. To us, you know, he might have been like, oh, Khan was, they passed their prime. But, like, it's something that he always knew he could do. And Khan wouldn't give him the opportunity to do it when it was in his prime. Yeah, and CYP, I know if he didn't face Earl, he would have to drop the belt, but that's that's the point. He did that to prove that he wasn't ducking because if he would have dropped the belt and blinked, you know, Wade and not being able to make it, 
Some of the public wasn't gonna believe him. I know I wouldn't have believed him. You know, and he gave he gave Earl he gave Earl a good fight the first few rounds, first yeah. first half of the fight. So yeah, yeah. he panned out, and you know. In retrospect, the way that they brought him up panned out. It, it had us frustrated, kind of like me with Canelo. I was I was pissed off with Canelo. He was going slow. He fought Matthew Hatton, and that's what I'm saying. Kelbrook fought a name that was in with another name. He, you know, that's how you build. That's how you build. A uh, special feature, Louisiana. Holla at me. Just listening. All right. Um, I got Brandon Cincinnati. Hello, ladies. Anybody that knows me know I've been a player, whether it was in Alabama, Ohio, or anywhere around the globe. TheBoxingBoys.com. I've been smashing Telly Swifts, man. I didn't have to become a millionaire to get that caliber of woman. One of the people's choices, one of the fan favorites, a guy that can galvanize this crowd such as myself. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. The AJ of trucking. Whoop! Yep, Brandon in Cincinnati. SDS promotion. Yo, Nez Danny, what's good, fellas? What's good? What up? What up? Why you sound like you got your tooth pulled, man? No, I got a mask on, man. I look like I'm about to rob a bank, so that's chill, probably why I sound muffled. Chill, chill. No, I just want to stay warm. But uh, y'all mentioned Carson Jones. Carson Jones upset my boy Ricardo Williams. Uh, anybody from Cincinnati and Ohio know Ricardo Williams was our first hope before AB. It was Ricardo Williams, but he got caught up in some of the same shit we see AB doing, and Carson Jones knocked him out. My boy wasn't the same after that. So Carson Jones is a pretty tough guy. He's a journeyman, but he he fights tough. So yeah, but it ain't worth having a trilogy with, bro. Come on, or or nah. or, or a rematch with. Like he the only dude I know had a rematch with Carson Jones. I'm I'm just saying I'm just putting some validity to Carson Jones just for some who probably don't know who he is. But as far as the uh, pro bellum, you know what I wish boxing would do. I wish boxing would do away with long-term deals for any of these promoters. Put together a big fight, shop that shit around to each fucking uh, network, and made the highest bidder win. Go on a fight-by-fight basis like back in the day. These long-term contracts and TV deals have gotten these promoters lazy, man. They don't even promote. Back in the day, you had to put together some hot shit and, and pitch it to people. They invest and pick it up and I think boxing would be better if they did it like that you get these big budgets at the beginning of the year you content with putting on Plant versus Mike Lee and shit like that because you know your money's guaranteed so yeah, let's do away with these long term TV deals put together your fight first then pitch it to the networks and I agree man HBO was the best I always said I wish if Errol Spence and Bud got made I wish they could do that shit just for one night Bud and Arrow on HBO, bring the whole HBO gang back because they did all the iconic big-time fights back in the day. And what, what better way to do Errol and Bud than with Larry Merchant and Jim Lampley and rest in peace to Emmanuel Stewart. But I think Harold Letterman's dead too, so it probably wouldn't be the same, but you could still get Roy and George Foreman in there. 
Max Kellerman. So yeah, that'd be a dream of mine to bring HBO back for that one night or that Bud and Earl. Should be crazy iconic, but yeah, that's my call, man. Let's get rid of these long-term TV deals. My bad. I stand corrected, y'all. He didn't have a trilogy with Carson Smith. He had two fights with Carson Smith. The journeyman he had a trilogy with is Ernie Smith, not Carson Jones. So, yeah, the guy you never heard of, he had three fights with, and he went three times the distance with. So, like, it, I, I was late to the train. I was within my right. He had a trilogy within his first ten fights. Like, that don't make sense. There's something wrong there. So I, I I had the loop out. I had the, the magnifying glass trying to make sure I wasn't jumping on a hype train. That's all. Um, let's see here. We got somebody just tried to jump in as a guest. Did he make it? JT in Miami, what up? You got to unmute. I, I hear you. What's good? First of all, you're the godfather of this. You're the godfather of boxing, podcasting. Anyone that crosses you, they disappear. You're the man, never a hater, always an appreciator. Um, just calling in to give you your blessing, your flowers. I don't think enough people do. And just enjoying the show is always on the road. And when you're in South Florida, I tell you, I come see my, my boat houses. But I love the show, Ness. Thank you so much. All right. What part of South Florida? You in Miami, Miami? That's just so funny. Yeah, I'm the guy that did the, I did the, I did the. Um, I know, no, no. You I sent did, me the IG with the boat house. I showed my wife, but is that Miami so far? So I got to catch a flight you know, today. No, it's in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, that is, that is close. It's only two and a half or less. Yeah, whenever you want to slide through, come see it. We're going to be on um Netflix, Tiny Home soon. So oh, I'll keep you shit. updated. Shout yeah, out. I don't want to, I don't want yeah, yeah, I don't want to put it on your show or nothing like that. Nah, but you of know, of course, man. Do working. you, baby. You're part of the community, man. When is always, this episode always, airing? In about three to four months. We just got filmed. You know, it takes a while for production to do the rest. But we're also going to be featured on local Channel 7 News. And we're working. We're working. I'm actually in New York doing a bunch of meetings. And we're going to about do the road shows and home shows across the country. We're working, that's by definitely tag like me, you come tag by. Tag me, see. tag me again because uh, my brother has a boat, man. I'm gonna send it to him. He might be. Interested. Yeah, they're floating homes though, but they're not boats. They're floating homes. I know, homes. I know, I know. They're floating I'm homes. Doing the killing on Airbnb, but I always want to appreciate the show. Um, you got Ness, some on really Airbnb? Love... Yeah, that's how I get the bread. Airbnb's killing them. I mean, like two thirty at night on them. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, but I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about boxing, Ness. I really like the heavyweights right now. I really like the body snatcher. He signed the line. I think he's going to do something. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I definitely. Uh, you muted yourself, Chip. Oh, you might have got a call. That's how Skype works. He probably got a real phone call right now. JT. Miami JT. Uh, he dropped off. He does have an IG, my Gene Bear. You got to wait for him to tag me again because, you know, that shit gets buried, bruv. Buried, buried, buried. But he does have some beautiful floating home houses. I just, I didn't think I could afford it. Plus, I have no clue where to float a home at. You know what I'm saying? You need some land uh, with water, you know? Uh, but he got a bnb one i'm interested in checking that out at least seeing how that is 
Shout out to the community, man. We going strong, man. We gonna we gonna we gonna all be entrepreneurs when it's all said and done, man. Shout out to Info Joe. You know what I'm saying? I, I wish him much success so that he could flip the switch full time and be on the grind. Looks like we got Tim in Washington, Seattle. What up? Oh, Seattle, Washington. Excuse me. Yo, Ness. Yo. Hey. Hey, good morning, man. Buenos dias. I haven't, I haven't actually gone to sleep yet, but yo, check this out. I didn't, I haven't been able to watch your show much, but what do you think about Fernando Vargas Jr.? He's the man. This guy. He's scheduled. To yeah, be yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, what's Canelo doing, though? Do we know his next fight, or what's not going yet, on with him? Not yet, man. He hasn't made a decision yet. All right, well, uh, anyway, uh, Dillian White and Tyson Fury. It's going down. Uh, what round? <laughs> what round, man? Oh, round man. seven. Mm, I'm not sure. I was about to say within six, so maybe. <laughs> anyway, man, hey, uh, you know what? I love your show, and I'm sorry that I'm, like, yelling really loud right now because I can hear myself. Nah, you're straight, man. But anyway, uh, uh, I hope you have a uh, great, uh, what is it, St. Patrick's Day yet? Uh, Shit, I don't know where we are. Anyway, I got to go, man. Uh, I love you, man. See you uh, later. Love you too, champ. Hold it down. Man, I can't wait for St. Patrick's Day. Shit. Why? You don't need no excuse to drink, Chant. You're grown. Listen, man. I, half my family, a bunch of my family lives in Dublin, brother. I got that big tattoo on my back and the Irish flag colors. Like, I don't go out and kick it like that anymore, so man. I'm like Irish. you. I'm older. But, uh, like, now, Wait, that's so you the have one Irish? Day... Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. So I got family over in Dublin right now. Um, But, yeah, um... I just, I just, that's the only day I really allow myself to drink during the day. I mean, I'm talking, bro, I'm drinking shower beers at eight in the morning. Like, that's just a big ass party out here. So, and I do it on the day of. I'm not one of them people who does it on the weekend of, like, the exact day it is. They have, like, a big ass uh, um, parade, like, this little parade where, like, 10,000 people go out to the middle of nowhere and have a big ass party. Or we go out to Milwaukee, like downtown Milwaukee, where uh, Keem went, and uh, man, everything's popping. Like right at seven, eight in the morning, that's a whole day event for me. Like every once in a while, I might uh, I might take a DJ gig later that night, but I always let whoever hires me know that I'm coming in lit. You know, as if they have a problem with that, they shouldn't hire me because I'm I might talk some shit and piss some people off. But uh, yeah, that's my holiday right there. I got a cash app from Joel who says. F. Lomachenko. And looks like we got a super chat from OC Boss who says, Hey, yo, top, uh, no, he says, top of the top, my fellas, salute to TBV, dopest podcast. I keep coming back to life like cook crack. Or I keep coming back like cook crack. Laughing my ass off. Uh, Flex emoji, gorilla emoji, and the boxing glove emoji. Shout out, shout out. Uh, I got... Shout out to OC, man. That's my guy right there. Man, he put in that real work in sparring. I got Big Fish JP. Uh, uh, 
Adrian Ness. Good morning, y'all. What's good? Buenos dias. Good morning. Danny's here too. Who that? Danny. Danny, what up, Danny? You've been quiet, man. What's, What's good? good? What's up? One of your fly outs flaked on you or what, man? You quiet. Oh man, y'all funny. Nah, I just I'm just chilling, you know, just enjoying and taking in the wisdom that Adrian and us is sharing <laughs> with the people this morning. You know, it's Wednesday, it's hump day, it's it's Friday. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just soaking in the knowledge from my elders, from the OGs. That's for the ancestors, that's right. Um <laughs> Uh, my thing is this, uh, I'm going to ask the question that's ProBellum. What is their, uh, streaming? How, how do, is, is this a streaming service? We don't, we don't know. We were asking ourselves the same thing, that they don't have any TV. So like, what, what are they doing? I'll get that paperwork to you today. Okay. But, um, but, but they, they do show their fights on their .com. On their .com. So all they're going to be offering is boxing. Yeah, that's all they're offering, right, Danny? That so is correct. How, so far, so far, uh, it's just boxing, and it's not aligned with the TV network like ESPN Plus. No, no not so, yet. So, like top far, rank. so far, they. So how been. the hell do they pay the fighters? Um, we don't they know. Got, they got Middle Eastern money, is all we assume, because they fight yeah. in Dubai. I heard the. I heard that they're paying the fighters in oil. And <laughs> <laughs> fucking crypto. My thing is this, man. Um, I think boxing is late to the party when the whole pull the pull the cord, pull the wire when cable left. That uh television has went to pretty much all streaming. You got NBC, you got Fox, ABC, everybody streaming now. And so now the last the last person alive in live television is basketball and football. And that's the only reason most sports fans are keeping the wire because we need basketball and football. But there's sports out there like soccer, well, not soccer, but tennis um, and all these other golf and boxing that are left out here with no security blanket. So how how does boxing acclimate going forward? How do they change to this new format? I don't think you can just have a streaming service based on boxing alone. You see the zones, probably their biggest part of their service is soccer um espn plus you gotta scroll fucking like five slots over to find the boxing fight so no, i just don't think that a, a streaming service can hold boxing alone and pay fighters i'm interested to know how the hell they paying the fighters well no so, look you gotta you gotta you just mentioned you know uh, and i'm gonna step in in front of Ness just because i know he doesn't watch other sports right i watch mm -hmm. i watch all sports i don't have cable Right. I don't I, I haven't had cable in some years, but I don't miss a game because guess what? You able to pay for the the MLB pass, you able to pay for the NFL pass. So that's still streaming. You get what I'm saying? Like I'm still streaming mm -hmm. the game. I'm paying for the package. I don't have the cable. I'm a Chicago native. I live in Vegas. So they don't show the games out here anyway. So I'm like, what am I doing paying for cable to watch games that I don't even want to see? Um, and, you know, that was part of it. I'm like, I'm just going to pay for, the, for for these passes. The same way, you know, I'm paying for the zone. the same way I'm paying for ESPN+. Plus. Um, you know, many years ago, I didn't believe that streaming could take over. And, and, and now it has took over. And I feel like a lot of these older heads, they need to get with the game. Um, 
but they they need to do it in in better fashion, right? Because uh, just like they are older heads, you got older heads um, watching boxing that don't know how to uh, obtain, that don't know how to access the fights. So that definitely needs to be uh, simplified. But I do believe that through streaming, you know, we can we can continue on with the times and continue on, you know, with the sport. Well, I just think. If we could think of it, those guys sitting in those executive boardrooms have thought of it. I, at this point, I have to believe you can't have a streaming service that features boxing alone and pay people. So that's why I'm just interested to know how the hell ProBellum is doing it. Because obviously Top Rank would have done a PBC with their giant inventory. Duh. Who wouldn't think? Make a PBC app, charge $4.99 a month, boom, boom, bam. But at the same time, those but, revenues but, but, but don't JP. clear... Hey, JP, maybe that, maybe, that, maybe that is their intentions and the startup money isn't based off subscriptions because someone's got to invest and they got to go get the inventory. Once they got it, they charge for it. And too, you're forgetting mm, about like marketing. Like if, they put commercials, hold on. if they put commercials on and they and they get other people who want to do, do things with their streaming app, that's money as well. So you got to understand, like, that's where some of that money to pay the fighters will come you. from. Like, like, where does the TV network get their money? From selling commercials, from selling airtime. They get tons of money that way. Look how much a Super Bowl commercial costs. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, a, a streaming service could do it as long as they're going the TV route and doing the commercials and getting the right sponsorships. And, and they all do. They all do. ESPN sold a subscription, and all of a sudden we get commercials. The Zone's doing the same thing. JP, let me get to uh, I got Colorado Stonebone. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Hey, we was just talking about this the other day, Nash, about trying to figure out this app stuff, how PBC should have did it. It's gonna. I agree with JP. It's gonna be hard as a standalone app, but uh, Al Heyman should should maybe it should be some type of a deal where he put where he stream um, like old concerts or maybe it's some type of subscription base where you can be able to buy into concert fees and live fight fees. Maybe some type of package like that since he controlled the promotions of those concerts. He controlled the tour. He can actually upload like Drake follow along tours and stuff behind the scenes. Maybe it could be something like that, but I, it it might be hard to stand alone, or maybe they could align it with with whatever network they're working with to build like the infrastructure for the PBC boxing. Like, and then they can branch out and possibly do it on their own. It's just so much money is involved in TV. When the TV will pay you three million dollars to put on a certain fight or a million dollars and you can put it on for $250,000, it's hard to leave 750000 I don't know how many app companies would give that type of money or how many commercials are paying that type of money just like a, like the uh, like ESPN to give Bob Arum $6 million to have Cropper fight on regular TV. Can they raise that type of money to pay Cropper $6 million to fight on an app without a backing of a billionaire or a major infrastructure like the zone with all the different sports. And it's difficult, but they're going to have to figure it out because it's hurting them by not having dates. And they might just have to go bubble style. And like I said, just find a place where they can do a cheat, produce the fights and have multiple fights that happen every other week. And they can present them for cheap 
That way they can license them and sell them for a decent amount and it'll still be profitable. But I don't know, man. They got to figure it out. Maybe they need to bring me a mess in and we can sit down and put them something together and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out for PBC. And I, I do it for half the cost of half the guys they're paying right now that's basically making them figure out how to do 200000 on Showtime and basically 100000 on pay-per-views. That's trash. They got too much money being spent to have those results be so low. So I would rather have low results on the app than low results spread all across these different platforms. All right, y'all. All right. Um, Lou DeBella sent the message, and he said, I think that the major streaming services view boxing as being too niche at this point. We aren't perceived as mainstream or as much, excuse me, or as must-see programming. Unfortunately, we do not cross into pop culture the same way we once did. Unless it's Jake Paul or a boxing circus. So that, that, that doesn't have any, where's the hope in that? You know, I mean, he sounds as if it's broken and it can't be fixed. I mean, but listen, Lou comes from a different era too, though. I mean, I think that a lot of a lot of these guys coming from a different era, looking at the business of boxing, don't see the future. Like, you got to adapt, you got to change, you got to grow. That's like the one rule in business that things are always going to change. And the thing about boxing is, I feel like boxing has survived a long time. I mean, think about how long boxing's been around. It survived a long time under some of the same business models. You know what I mean? There's just like how I mean, besides the zone coming in and changing to an app and having some of these other ones, I mean, pay-per-view, um, how long pay-per-view like you've been doing that forever, man. I mean, boxing, the the business model is only starting to change now more and it's changing radically because it's going fast. They're trying to figure out how apps can be profitable. I mean, let's be honest about that. Yeah. I mean, these these apps, some of them might be losing money. But they're trying to figure out how they can make them profitable. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're I mean, it's not wrong. Like Jake Paul doing an event. You've been at one. They're events. But that's the thing. Someone's got to come in and put on great events, get the right names, the right popularity around it. I mean, anything can be brought back to perceived life. But at the end of the day, I mean, boxing's not dead. They just need to find a way to make apps really work for it. And I don't think that boxing is necessarily too niche because at least the boxing fans are willing to pay money. I mean, we pay. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we're not niche. Niche just means we're a small fraction, right? I'm assuming. Right. No, but what I'm saying is like our niche spends money on its sport, just like any other sport. Danny, you a big football fan? You watch all sports. Yep. You a Bears fan, huh? I am. Um. Yeah, brother, I mean, how many jerseys you got? How much money have you spent just enjoying the Bears? No, nah, man, countless. You know, I spent, you know, between the Bears, you know, because I, I get it all. I got the NFL ticket. I got the NBA League pass. I get the MLB pass for free through T-Mobile. But you get what I'm saying? I easily spent a couple thousand a year, you know, um, not just on that, but, you know, going to games. Um, you know, like you said, jerseys, merchandise. So, you you know, same with 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 boxing, right? So, 
uh, definitely spending money as as fans, and you know that's one thing that uh, that's one thing that <clears throat> fans are gonna do. But the product has to be there, right? Like I know the Bears are gonna play X amount of games every year. Now seventeen games a year. I know that you know the Bulls are gonna play eighty two games. You get what I'm saying? Like I know what I'm getting with the money that I'm spending, and that's. You know, in boxing, you don't know how many fights the zone is going to show a month because until the fights are made and they take place, then that's just that. Um, I do want to say to Brandon Maurice that said the Bears suck, I want to tell you to have a great day. It's tough, player. Don't worry, I'm a Steelers fan. It's it's hard to talk shit when uh, your team ain't really doing it like that. Um but yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's the money. We spend money, though. Like, if it's worth it, we'll spend the money. And the problem is, I don't think an app yet has found that comfortable threshold to where, A, they're giving us great content all the time, and uh, B, making it profitable for themselves. You know, it seems like a lot of these app guys came in, they overpaid. I mean, come on, Dozone overpaid for fights right out the gate just to get people to watch them, which that's the business model, right? You got to spend a little money to start to make money. But at the but what they didn't do is start to really dial it back once they started paying a lot of money for these fights. So there needs to be, um, you know, an equalness spread out to where everybody's getting paid, everyone's doing good, um, so those those apps can do it. Because at the end of the day, if there was one app and like I, that's like the whole Voltron three-headed monster thing. But if there was one app that would say gave me 60% of the fights that I wanted to see, I'd pay good. I'd pay good money for that. Even if there was extras and add-ons, if it was a consistent place that brought me a quality product, I'd be right back because I, I like the zone for the price. But I'm not gonna lie and sit there and say I necessarily like their announcers. Or I mean, like, or like their fucking programming. It's not like they don't give me enough for my money. I'm just a dude that I'm locked in. I'm waiting for them to. to but they're not giving me an American schedule. I'm an American. I want to see people I know. It's not that I'm biased. I just want to see people I'm familiar with. Like they're not doing that for me. They're just not. And that's what I'm saying. They need. They need to. If you had an app that brought you, would say. I mean, that's all you do is consume boxing, right? And that's a lot of us because we don't have a lot of time. I'm more like boxing and football. I mean, for 17 weeks out of the year, I fuck with football on Sunday and Monday or whatever day it's going to fall on for my team, not the whole league. I don't watch all that shit. I don't do fantasy, none of that. If my team ain't playing, I don't give a fuck about it. But, um, you know, if I could watch 60% of the fights that I'm going to consume on one streaming network, I would pay good money for that because that would be over half of my budget for boxing, right? Regardless of in-app purchases, things of that nature. And if they're putting on a great product and great events all the time, especially ones that, well, shit, maybe I get, maybe I can see it in a city near me too every once in a while. Um, that's so, what they need to find. So it looks like they got a Coley versus somebody I never heard of. That's on Friday, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Damn. On what? The zone. The zone. 
Well, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, 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 oh, that's, that's the press the conference. That's the press conference. Oh, okay. Way in before the bell. Okay. So, uh, fight night is at 12 p.m. on Sunday. Why? See, but that that's cool, though. Listen, I watched football. So, football is always noon on Sunday. I'm good with that. As a sports fan, like, well, I'm a fan of two sports. But, why, but like, for me, if that replaced me um, watching football on Sunday, I would do it. Because I ain't going to lie. Like, that shit, I don't know anybody else. But, like, in Wisconsin, like, Sunday afternoon, that's Sunday fun day, baby. Like, you go watch a game, have some drinks, some food with your friends. Uh, everything you're watching, you're doing is done by, like, 6 p.m. You done drank good, smoked good, had a good time. And you go you go to bed early to get up, you know, for the Monday grind. So, so next, I wouldn't be mad at that. Next, they got March 5th, Chocolatito versus Martinez. After that, they got March 12th, Wood versus Conlon. Lee Wood versus Michael Conlon. After that, they got March 19th, Virgil Ortiz, Michael Mickinson. After that, they got Kiko Martinez, Josh Warrington, and that's March 26th. Then they got their last show scheduled, Taylor versus Serrano, April 30th. Nothing else uh, that I can see on their schedule. Is that worth your money, though, Ness? Mm, I do want to watch Virgil. Um, I want to see Serrano, and I guess the the politically correct thing to say is that I want to see Chocolatito so that the hardcores don't beat me up, but I don't care about Chocolatito and fucking Martinez. But I'm going to watch it because of Bam. Bam is new blood. Is he in that division, Danny? Danny's gone? Uh, nah. that's the that's the division he won a title in, so okay. So yeah, so I'm gonna be interested to see does you know, should Bam pick one of these guys off. I think Martinez is younger than Chocolatito. Chocolatito should be it should be over for him in this fight if boxing works right, right, Danny, or what? Is he not old? Am I am I putting him in the old bracket? I think he's old. He and, is old, but he has know, some uh, wars already. You know, I was He's still doing his, good, though. I, I, yeah, I was, I was at his fight, you know, last year in Dallas against Francisco Elgallo Estrada. And I thought Chocolatito won that fight, you know. So, you know, Nonito's old, but they still go out there and put up good performances against good names. So, you know, like I said, I, I, was, I, I was excited for that trilogy because I thought Chocolatito won. And, you know, mind you, I'm the, I'm the Mexican-American and, you know, I thought he beat uh, Gallo Estrada. Look so. at all the look at all the hardcores upset. See what I'm saying? I told you. I told you. They they so mad that I'm not into that. Like, bruh, y'all should be lucky that Bam got me into this division. These other dudes wasn't doing it for me. It, isn't Martinez the dude to beat uh, Charlie Edwards or Sonny Edwards? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's 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 the one I've seen too. I seen one of his fights, which was that fight. You know what I'm saying? We'll see, bro. There ain't nobody doing it. Like like we can't sit here and tell Crawford to be more of a personality than turn around 
and say that these little dudes, because they let their hands go, don't have to be a personality. Like, they got to, they, Crawford's getting knockouts. Like, both parties got to do the same shit, man. Like, you got to entertain me more than just in the ring. Simple. I don't know. Bam was entertaining, bro. Like, that fight was Exactly. Was he fire. was. He was. And that's what I'm saying. These guys are lucky that I'm invested in Bam now. So since this is his division, I'm going to check them out. Uh, I got Mad Bet 100 that says, TBV for life. Yo, but that is Big Nick. You up. Hey, what's happening, people? Uh, do you know what? Just to touch on this topic a little bit, what would be interesting is if you went back, say, 30 or 40 years ago to see what, uh, like, the big, well, fighters were getting in general in terms of their purses, add inflation, and to see how it uh, compares to now. Because that might give you some reason, some answer as to why uh, boxing is the way that it is now. Do you see what I mean? Because at the end, of, to me, it looks like it's a smaller market. But then that's another thing. I'm surprised as you haven't touched up on the rumour that uh, Amazon might be getting involved into uh, uh, coming into boxing, uh, streaming boxing. I know Brandon was, uh, Brandon Lenz was talking about this on the back call. Um, he messaged one of the people at Amazon and I actually heard it also in a, Chisora talk about it in, a, in another interview. Uh, we're behind, uh, behind, on behind the gloves. So this is two people that I've heard it from. So it would be interesting to do more uh, investigation on that. Or but just, just let it happen. Thing. Well, yeah, of course, definitely, of course. And another thing is, man, listen, listen, I ain't a Brook defender. I ain't that big on Brook, man. But you guys, it's hard to shit. I mean, I know he ain't, there's been some fights he's had that have just been chicken feed, but shit. Bro, when you see what he's, some of the fights he's had on his resume, you can't shit on it, man. Win, lose, or draw. The guy stepped up, innit? Like, he stepped up and fought pe- the, well, the people that... we said that. Some... We said oh, that. Oh, okay, I'm just saying that. Oh, no, okay, because, you know what, it is, I think you've got some callers who are shitting on uh, Kel Brook's resume, and, like, some of their favourite fighters are fighting some... <laughs> have not even not even got the kahunas to step up. Do you know what I mean? I'm, listen, I'm just saying, like, you got, like, your Benavides, you got Charlo... Bro, they're, they're chickens, you know what I'm saying? All right, let me not say that it's chicken. Um, but, you know, they ain't got the ball to step up and fight the fights that matter, do you know what I mean? Take Maybe take the short money and, and do whatever. They ain't even got names on their, their record, champ. Listen, I'm not saying Charlo's a chicken. I would never say that. I'm not saying he's a chicken, but I'm just saying the chickens would say he's a chicken. That's my call. Mm. Well... That looks like everybody. My Jean Bay, Boomerang? Still a Boomerang? No? Nah, nah, there's no Boomerang, brother. All right. Well, Ness GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. As far as Prime, I mean, we'll let, we'll let it happen. I mean, I, I'm not mad at anybody getting in the sport, but... At this point, I'm also not happy because it's just another service, you know? Another service we got to pay. I got Prime, and hopefully if they do bring Box in there, it's it's still part of my Prime. But, you know, somebody doesn't have Prime, and somebody else now has to get Prime to watch Box, and it's a little bit crazy. Hold on, guys. I said that was the last call, but Matthew jumped in. Are you there? Yo, shout out to TVV. Shout out to Tyson Fiore. 
And that's all I've got to say. Don't forget his name. Shout out to you as well. It's money to see. Working that bitch. Ballin' like Swiss. Diamonds wet like a fish. Pull, pull up with them sticks. Come fuck with the clay. We, we fucked on your bitch. She sucking the dick. What's going on? It's your boy H Money, Mr. DeZone. We in the building. Let's go, Ness. Devin Haney versus George Cambosis. Devin Haney is looking for Cambosis. Cambosis, he don't want no smoke with Devin Haney. And the whole world know it. We want to see the real undisputed. Everybody talking this undisputed shit at heavyweight with Tyson Fury and Usyk. People talking undisputed with Canelo, but nobody want to talk about undisputed when it comes to Devin Haney. Devin Haney is doing everything you want a fighter to do. He's calling out the top guys. Boxing fans, they always crying about the best not fighting the best. Well, Devin Haney trying to do it, and people got a problem when Devin Haney, when he want to fight Lomachenko, when he want to fight Camposis and Tiafimo Lopez. I don't get that, Ness. Tank Davis, they say Tank Davis, he don't want to fight Loma. Well, Devin Haney want to fight a, fight Loma, and they still got a problem with Devin Haney. What is that What is that about? That's what I want to know. Devin Haney is a monster at 135 pounds. I don't care who uh, Lou DeBella signed with. Pro Bellum, top rank, them boys don't want to fight Devin Haney, no matter how much money they give him. You know what I'm saying? Cambosis, his last two fights was on the zone. All of a sudden, he don't want to fight on the zone. Come on now. Devin Haney's the fucking boogeyman. Nobody can beat Devin Haney at 135 pounds. Let's go. It's Haney time. Yeah, man, I agree. Shit getting weird with the Haney situation. It's going to be an unfortunate situation if he doesn't get uh, his shot. At now three different guys, right? That shit is crazy. Let's start with this. I'm a creative genius. You don't want to get in the ring with me because you're a pussy, that's why. You see a red flag again. Me and Canelo would be a bigger fight than Canelo and Caleb Plant. How much did they sell? I guarantee you me and Canelo will sell me. And now, the most dangerous producer on YouTube. El Bandera Negro. Brandon in Houston. Brandon in Houston. Yo, drop that SDS shit, son. SDS Promotions. Uh, what up, Ness? What up, Danny? What Adrian? Up? What up? What's going What's on? What's goody? Uh... I just had to call in. I heard Big Nick. I was at, I'm on the job, you know. I had to come in real quick because I heard Nick, Big Nick ring the doorbell and run off. He said that Benavidez is a chicken. Uh, what? Where does he get off saying some crazy shit like that? What is Benavidez done? He been trying to make all the fights happen. I don't know where he. I don't know if Big Nick been living under a rock in the UK, but he been calling out Charlo and been calling out Kayla Plant. So I don't know what else Benavidez got to do. You know, I mean. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure it out. Now, anybody on the panel, can they? Can y'all come up with a, a reason why he said that Benavidez was a chicken? Uh, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like that, yeah, I feel like that came out of left field. Okay, so Big Nick, meet me in the back car, my friend. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know. All right, y'all, that's my car. Mm. Yeah, touchy, touchy. All right, well, uh, that seems to be everybody. Big Fish Vega, did we get to you? Did we get to you? 
Did we get to you? Big Fish Vega. Big Fish Vega. Yes, no, maybe so. All right, and that's GTO, Instagram, man, Twitter. Catch me on the next one. Uh, I'm actually catching a flight, so uh, next shows will be in studio. And don't forget, we're going to be doing the live fights right here on Friday from studio. They'll be live in uh, Mexico. Me and Danny Alvarez will be calling them live in studio in Vegas. And, uh, yeah, man, catch us on the next episode. All right, it's... uh... Go ahead, Adrian. Jones on Instagram. Uh, you know, just Adrian Rowan on Facebook for all the old people. Um, go ahead, Danny. Yeah, and no, I was just going to say Ringwalk Danny on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Cash App, too. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> all right. All right. Peace.